2: Welcome into another episode of the Pucks Out Podcast. I'm Bobby Butler. He's Brandon Bond. hey You can find us in the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open a cold beer and get after it
0: already cracked bro i'm not even gonna (laughs) i'm not even gonna crack another one man i'm 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 already into this you know it's a memorial day weekend so how have you been this week bud pretty good pretty good i mean memorial day weekend's a little sad um i should be in indianapolis this weekend watching the indy 500 i mean i wore my indianapolis motor speedway hat to uh pay homage to uh to missing it and it being canceled but um but yeah, man, I had a good weekend. Lots of grilling. Grilled like four or five times in three days, so that's all. Uh, that's always awesome. Uh, got into the got into the Coca-Cola 600 last night, the NASCAR race, and you know I had to I had to do a little bit of work today, so I was very disappointed that it had about an hour and fifteen minute rain delay. So I only got to see about a fourth or yeah. fifth of the race. But looked up today, Brad Keselowski won. I love NASCAR on Memorial day weekend because everybody dedicates a car to a specific soldier and their family that has died, um, died in action. Uh, So, so um, Brad Keselowski, he honored uh, Donovan Reap and their families. So I wanted to throw a quick thank you and shout out to, to Donovan Reap, but also everybody, you know, we, 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 posted on instagram today this is you know it's a day to celebrate and it's a day to to, to get together with friends and family and it's not supposed to be a, a sad day but it's always good to remember why we're able to have this day and why guys like you and i are able to just smack talk on on some microphones <laughs> yeah. man and say whatever we want so uh what about you buddy how's good, it going man you
2: know uh my mom finally sold her house but helping her get packed so yeah, that's, we've been busy with that, probably. I think she's moving out late June, so...
0: She already she already purchased
2: her new house, correct? It's uh, one of those, it's all happening at the same time. So yeah, yeah, yeah she's exactly. got contracts working at both times. Well,
0: I like to look at it as, your mom's not getting a new house. I like to look at it as, we're getting a new studio. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty much I can phrase everything to how it affects Brandon, <laughs> and so this one affects me positively. Yeah. So I'm going to bring it up to tell everybody. Yeah. But coming up later <laughs> in the
2: episode, we've got a great interview with Cale uh, Beck. Uh, the founder of Starting Strong Man. We're going to talk some Strong Man. Talk a little hockey. It's
0: a long yeah. interview. Man. Yeah, it long was, interview. Uh, so, so today sad. is
2: a longer episode. But hey, what else have you got to do? Yeah,
0: I mean, teamed up, bro. Yeah. So,
2: and we also want to say, give a. We also want to give a big congratulations to our good friends Brian Sassa and Sarah. Uh, they got uh, engaged. So uh, Sarah, congrats.
0: Sarah, hey, good. But Haygood. I mean, under this guy's, I mean, soon Sarah Sassa, yeah. which is <laughs> like, uh, you know, one of the reasons probably why I wouldn't have said yes. But I mean. <laughs> Congrats, yeah, congrats guys seriously congratulations
2: you two can't wait
0: Yeah they actually on their on their engagement day we actually had a uh you know we grilled out here and stuff and they came over there in town from Cincinnati and so we were not able to Congratulate them in person. So this is the next best thing. You get to hear my congratulations about five days late.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but don't forget, you can find our, all of the apparel you need for the store on our What a Maneuver store. Check us out on Patreon and help support the show. You can get all the behind the scenes content that you want to see.
0: Still no coveralls. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, head on over to YouTube and hit that subscribe button. And also don't forget to hit the bell to know that every time a new episode comes out, we're getting a lot of fantasy football content out. In October, we'll start our fantasy uh, hockey show. So a lot of big things coming. Uh, but, yeah, so I guess it's time to move into a little bit of news.
0: Finally got the sound effects working, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all because we were too lazy to try a separate court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: but, yeah, so uh, really the big news is the NHLPA has voted yes on the 2014 playoff format. Uh you know a little disappointed I don't think that's the way they should have gone a couple teams uh the Carolina Hurricanes were one of the teams that voted no hence why I'm wearing that sweater today <laughs> but yeah I mean the whole format's kind of weird. I mean, at that point, they should just go 30 teams and the only team that doesn't get in is Detroit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be that would be appropriate since technically they're the only team yeah. that and we're going to talk about it later, but they're the only team that was officially eliminated and had zero chance to be in the playoffs. So, hey, I I I'm going to be honest with you. I like it since I mean, since this is not normal and like a lot of these teams that were right on the cusp never got their opportunity to make their run, make their late run. So nobody misses out. And you know, uh, it's I think it's a good thing. I mean, yeah. I think the Preds are set up to um to play the Yotes. Uh the Yotes which and, they always have trouble with. Uh and then if, and if they we win the they Vegas Vegas, yeah. Vegas, correct. So not yeah. great for them. I don't I ju- know. I just hope it doesn't affect next year's, man. Well, I don't know the other three the other three top seeds are um are St. Louis and uh, St. Louis, Dallas is the fourth seed, I think. Who is no? Who's the second seed? I don't have it in front of me. Um, I had it pulled up. I wish I would have screenshotted it, but uh, but all three of the other teams are were I feel like the, or at least on the second level, were more dangerous to us. I, I you know, you, we've talked about it. I, I like, I like us the prospect of potentially playing Vegas, but. What also happened through this is teams like Chicago got in which it seemed like there wasn't a chance in hell that they were going to be a part of the playoff format and I said it probably one of our first few shows that if Chicago can get in that's dangerous for a lot of teams because they because of their depth and because of their superstars and because they've been there before how how important is it to have been there and know what the what the process is like so Yeah.
2: All right, so Time to move into our first part of the Atlantic, and it's our seventh part of the GM grades. Today we're talking Florida, Buffalo, Detroit, and Tampa. So why don't you start us off with the Panthers? All right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Panthers are, are a team that made some good moves in the offseason, or what seemed like some good moves in the offseason. Maybe uh, maybe didn't, didn't pan out as much as they, they felt like it would. Uh, but players over seven million who where we usually put that barometer of like you have a good player as opposed to you're making great player money. Um, so Aaron Ekblad, uh, seven point five, I'd say probably earning that money, uh, no question. But you move over to their only other contract over seven million, Sergey Babrowski, making ten million dollars, and we have talked about this on numerous occasions that he very much may be at some point worth ten million dollars a year. But this year, if you got to make a make a judgment on how much money you are paying a guy, I I wouldn't have paid him two million. You know what I'm saying? So um, so so those two guys. But uh, but again, Florida is going to be one of those teams in the playoff. uh, And so I, I believe, is that correct? they'll be one of the teams in the in the playoff format Uh, i pulled up the thing right now
2: florida they would come in as a 10th seed yeah so
0: florida is going to be in i mean bobrovsky has a chance to earn that 10 million because it don't matter until you're in the playoffs you know it doesn't matter if you lost every game if you make it to the playoffs uh you're there uh only 416k um in salary cap but they're getting some good they got some good players i mean jonathan huberdo and uh and I mean, Keith Yandel that provides some, some difference in, uh, nice job there, bud. Yeah. I see all that. I mean, you shouldn't <laughs> have wore the white jersey, <laughs> oh, the white sweater and got brown beer, dude. And yeah. we should have drunk, we should have straight vodka. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but some draft capital that we have, uh, that we have. The, the Panthers have not bad, uh, first, uh, second, two third rounds, a fourth, a fifth, and no sixth, but a seventh round pick. So lots of, lots of, um, Lots of draft capital to, to utilize. The good. We usually like to talk about the good and the bad. Uh, Chris Dreiger, uh big improvement, even with the small sample size that we got, 12 games. Uh, Trocek's trade didn't really seem to make a whole lot of sense. I mean, they sent out what was two years ago, was considered one of the biggest up-and-coming centers in the whole entire league. Uh, so to to trade him out, and he got traded to carolina is that accurate bobby uh i'll look it up he moved yeah like you said uh, on this doc he he was moved at his very lowest value and so the depth he provided was so much better than than what you what they got for him so i completely agree he was he was a core player and he was coming off one of the most difficult injuries to come off of i mean breaking a leg you know like That is not something that you just immediately become the same player. And maybe that's something their training staff and coaching staff saw is that he's never going to be the same player, which is, if that's the case very sad you know because yeah. i mean he had a very bright future so you really hope yeah. that i mean he whooped our asses case. two years in a row in fantasy yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah i know and we we never pulled the trigger and and drafted him appropriately and then one of our one of our buddies took him first overall and then he broke his leg poor guy i mean oh man i'm so sorry <laughs> so sorry for him i really was sorry for Trocek, but yeah. i was not sorry for uh for him yeah um some of the bad uh obviously i just just said it, Bobrovsky, very disappointing. They know they, they weren't winning games that they should have, uh, in my opinion. So it'll be good to see what they can do in the in the playoffs, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see. There's going to be a lot of teams that were just on the cusp and, and a situation which you normally wouldn't get to see, is those cusp teams, how would they have fared in the playoffs? And so Florida being one of those teams at the 10th seed uh, for the East, I'm excited. I'm excited to see if Bobrovsky can earn that contract that he is, that he has yeah. been paid. So great. What are you thinking? GM. I mean, it's not, uh, I would say that initially before that Trocheck trade, I mean, it wasn't for lack of trying. I mean, getting people to come play, come play hockey at, at uh, in sunshine, Florida is not, is is not easy. It's not, You know, basketball where Florida is king and, you know, it's hockey in Florida. And so they I I was going to say probably closer to a B plus for me. But that Trocheck trade
2: takes me down to a B minus. I think. Yeah.
0: B minus uh, B minus would be okay with me because, again, we don't know the decisions that they're making. Um, or why they did it but b minus seems like the most logical yeah. spot you can't fault. i mean they are a playoff trying. team now <laughs> <laughs> and and so that is really gonna gonna skew our grading because we were talking about playoff teams in normal format so like Technically, yes, yeah. they are a playoff team.
2: <laughs> I wonder how many of these teams are going to start tell, are going to tell their season ticket
0: holders, "Hey, we made the playoffs, we're going so to up the price."
2: <laughs> Chicago's like, "Hey, we made the playoffs."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not that Chicago was ever worried about ticket pricing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bad or good team. I would say that obviously has to be lower than the GM grade because yeah. because their because opportunity- here's thing:
2: Bob's recent di- Bob's recent disappointments aren't just on him; they're on the team. I mean, that man is a World class goaltender. Maybe if he can't pull you out, then you've got issues there. On, I mean,
0: yeah. But we've talked about that too of Bobrovsky being hot and cold. I mean, there are times that you can watch him play gold uh, goaltender and he be the best man that you've seen in a while play goalie, and then there are times that it just seems like he is. And I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying that he is, but he seems disinterested, and yeah. you know that. So that can be a problem, especially in a, in something as streaky as goaltending. tending. I mean, that's like hitting in baseball. You start getting in a slump; it starts getting in your head because you can't really do anything. Is the yeah. thing you know you can't <clears throat> you can't rush out there and make sure you you make a good play to make up for that bad save. So. So you miss a good miss a good opportunity for a goal, and that's on there for a while. You may not get another shot, and you start getting inside of your head you can't move you're you're just sitting there. So we'll see. I'm I'm excited. I mean, it's not as though I wish wish ill upon them. Uh, there's a there's a couple guys on there that I'd like to see do well. And, yeah. But Brovsky's one of them. I mean, he he's worth the money, in my opinion. So you're thinking
2: C C the C range?
0: Yeah, I would say probably C minus. I mean, this was a team that you thought would would be in the normal playoff format and not a 10 seed in there. So it's not like they were sitting at at seed, what is it? Seed nine where they just, just missed. They were a little bit out. Like it was going to take some work in the final stretch of the season to get them there. So yeah, C minus sounds, sounds perfect to me.
2: All right, Sabres. so time to move on to Buffalo Sabers. Which, by the way, I do want to
0: note their gold jerseys. The jerseys with the gold on them is solid. Yeah, I like the Sabers. I like the Sabres, like yeah. the Sabres sweaters, man. Uh, that's and say, hey, speaking of congrats, to Ryan and Sarah. That's his second team, man. He's nice. an old Sabers guy because he he because he wanted to be Bill's mafia dude. So like, <laughs> he was like, well, it's naturally to, natural to transition over to the Sabres for me, man. All right, All right so players over 7 million seven uh, million, two
2: Jack Eichel. At Ten, it. Jeff Skinner at nine. Worth
0: it. Uh, uh, maybe not nine. Not this but, year. But mate. seven, seven and a half would have been a yeah. Fair. I, he, you know,
1: I
2: get you. Um, salary cap available. Not great. Eight hundred fifty-seven k draft capital. Uh, one in the first, second, fourth, and fifth. None in the third and fourth, and two in the seventh. Not great draft capital for where they are. They definitely thought that they were. You know, I remember last year they started off on a. They were. I mean, last year at the halfway mark. Everyone thought they were like here to stay. They were the new juggernaut, and yeah. they fa- failed off. And just like this year, hot start, uh, failed off again. There's, that it seems to be a re- re- recurring factor for the for the depth, for Sabers. Man. Yeah, depth. Man. Um, some of the good though, Victor Olofsson, uh great start to the season. And that's not
0: count Olaf,
1: correct? From <laughs> uh, maybe uh,
0: series of hey, Ooh. he's he's been he's, he's done a lot of better costumes. So what, what we know is the Baudelaires are in Buffalo right yeah. now, <laughs> or they're not in Buffalo, and he's playing the long game, waiting for an away game. <laughs> Bobby, you just
2: <laughs> you just blew my mind there, bro I love it, uh yeah, so great uh season is this great first season, his uh first seven career goals were on the power play that 's the first time an NHL has ever done that, or since they've started keeping records right um bad jeff Skinner, he 's been a disappointment this year he 's not worth nine million he 's just his his stats, his work ethic, all that we 've seen on the ice, not great, I get he 's
0: a professional athlete, so he 's given his all. Doesn't look like it though. Yeah. He's got to step it up. Yeah, I mean, this is the guy that's been hot and cold, and then he had a really good season last year, and then I'm pretty sure you got a big contract out of that season. Yeah, very disappointing to see that's where all your money spent yeah. because you yeah. you just said they don't have a lot of have a lot of salary cap for what they're yeah. putting on the ice. But um, as far as uh, yeah,
2: so this is another failed reboot after a hot start. They are one of those teams that are perennially. In a rebuild. Rebuild. They just can't get out of it. Yeah. And with that draft capital, they're not getting out of it for a while. What, uh, it, now,
0: let me ask you. Are they a playoff team? <laughs>
2: uh, let's see. Let's,
0: Officially a playoff team.
2: Uh, as far as this year, no. They yeah, are
0: not. That sucks. That There are literally 12 teams. Four more te- extra teams get to go to the playoffs this year, and the Sabres are not one of them.
2: Yeah. So I think that as far as GM grades, uh, here's the thing. When you've been in a rebuild for this long, You've got to just nuke the team, nuke the front office, and start over. You have to. You, yeah. You have to sell off all you. You, you got to sell off Jeff Skinner. You got to sell off Jack Eichel. You got to sell off your young guys. Yeah,
0: I see. I just don't think you can. You can justify to your fans selling off Jack Eichel. You I know, mean, he's a he's a player of the future. How long has Jack Eichel been here now? Uh, what? How many years? I experience? think he's only. I think he's only four, three or four years, and he started pretty young. If I'm, I may be wrong. Obviously.
2: I'll Google it. But what I'm saying is, I mean, at what point? I mean, at some point in the next three years, he's gonna get to the age now where Sure. I mean, he's gonna
0: lead. That's the point. So that's yeah. why they're trying to move guys around him to hope and hopes to win. Because if he comes to that second contract and he's not satisfied. He was drafted by Buffalo in 2015. Yeah. So I mean we're talking five years. with the second overall. You can't blame you can't necessarily blame no, Jack Eichel. And I'm and not, I'm not blaming him. you. Are. He I'm has not been the shining are. he's
2: been the shining star in that team. But at some point you know, if you're not getting it done with your shiny star, but but you're also
0: they have eight hundred, they don't have their draft capital I mean, their salary cap available is eight hundred and fifty seven thousand. I'm with you, but the point, but the thing is, Jack Eichel is, while not a once in a lifetime player, obviously, is a immediate superstar in this league, in my opinion, and so you don't get that opportunity yeah. a lot. So you got to build yeah. around or try I mean, to build around what
2: needs to happen, though. And fine, keep Jack Eichel. He is a great, he is a superstar that can, that can be a center point of that team. Mm-hmm. You need to tell him, hey, if you want to win a cup, you gotta take a hometown deal, bud. Ten million dollars, take that thing down to seven and a half. Let's get let's let's move Jeff Skinner. That's let's let's get some other people in here.
0: That's the problem though, is that like, why would I take a hometown deal to play hockey in Buffalo? You see what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I I mean I mean, is it his actual hometown, you know, like that's different, but like he ain't been there long enough to be like, oh yeah, I'll take $6 million so you can bring in some other guy. He was born in and... Massachusetts. I mean, that's so it's
2: not like, it's not like super far away. Right. I mean... right.
0: But like, why would I take a home? Yeah. I can just wait my contract out and then go play hockey anywhere. And, uh, you yeah. think the Boston Bruins ain't going <laughs> to, uh, ain't going to be calling, you know, like yeah. this kid probably grew up a Bruins fan. So,
2: yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things, you know, like you look at if he wants to go in the record books.
0: Tom Brady took hometown deals. Roman Yossi took a hometown deal. One Tom Brady took hometown deals after he won Super Bowls, buddy. So like <laughs> call me if he doesn't take a hometown deal after winning two cups. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like
2: No, but but something needs to change. You know they keep agreed. they keep shooting par for the course. I mean nothing's changing. Now I'd say How they're many not years shooting
0: have par. they didn't make even make a playoffs in the 24 format? Like Well, what I'm saying, when I, when their I say, Yeah, that's what I'm okay. saying. They keep they keep on the same track and nothing's changing. Their par the par at their course is like a hundred.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I mean eventually something has to change and that's not gonna change with the picks they have. Agreed. Not gonna change with the salary cap they have.
0: I mean, I'm not gonna fight you over whatever GM grade you toss out at me, is all uh, I'm saying.
2: Oh, I forgot about that. Uh I would say D minus.
0: I would say it's hard to argue with that. And yeah. so I have no I have no argument to to make against it. So I'm gonna say D minus is sound it sounds fine to me. Team uh, I mean, I mean, not D minus. They were they were getting D plus, (laughs) C minus. I mean, yeah, I would say C minus is probably more, uh, more their speed. I mean, but there's argument. The the thing is, there's arguments to be made for D minus. And here's also thing: every game in the
2: NHL is difficult. There is no saying like when people say, "Oh, the first half is easier." It's not. It's It's not baseball. So here's the thing: that's what I'm saying. (laughs) They, they, the talent is there. They showed us that they can play well. They did had a hot start to the season. The issue then is either coaching, they need uh conditioning. There is something there that their talent is not living up to what
0: they can do. Well, I thought it was stupid when they fired Phil Housley. I thought Phil Housley was a great hire for them, but the problem is you only you only give the guy a few years. Like, what am I supposed to do about it? You yeah. know, I can't do that. One of my biggest issues,
2: that. and I'll eventually run about it some week, and we might both ran about it is teams not giving coaches long enough time and as a right. redskins
0: fan i know that
2: deep down cuz w- they'll bring a coach in like i remember when they brought joe gibbs back they gave him a year yeah. a year to turn that team around and they're like, oh you didn't turn it around you're fired hey man you i think every coach should have a contract when you come into a losing team you give them 3 years at the minimum to turn that thing
0: around this is a this is a problem across every single sport that we have yeah. now and th- and it is a issue of we got 3000 fans that are bitching about a specific coach and the squeaky wheel gets the grease in the world we're in now. They would rather eight eighty thousand 80,000 fans be upset about somebody getting fired than the 3000 that are willing to blow it up and make it a big deal. Yeah. I'll tell you what I've written it down, but let's actually do like a segment on that. Uh, not next week, but the following week after we finish our GM grades, I feel like that'll be a perfect rant for us to go over and talk about it because my favorite sport that that I love to watch is is so bad about it. College football, like you can't even actually tell where a coach is in college football until at least yeah. three or four years down the road because I'm dealing with other guys, players yeah. like that, maybe not fit my system and stuff. So and the crazy thing is,
2: no matter who you are. Whatever you say your favorite sport is, it's that's that, the same. I mean, maybe not. Golf curling, and NASCAR, curling. I mean, they're pretty good about keeping their. I don't even I know the know. answer. <laughs> I have zero clue. But, but you don't hear. There's about gonna be me. a curling fan It's so like, oh,
0: these these MFers up in Canada, they fired that coach after two seasons. Oh. You don't remember them firing Gee the Gee the Curlo <laughs> McJ- McJuggernaut? Like, oh yeah, I forgot about Gee. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But
2: all right, so I think we are moving on. You're taking us to Tampa Bay. Yeah, now.
0: yeah. Actually, the pretty much the only team that it's hard for at least in this grouping that it was hard for us to find something bad to talk about. So, yeah. uh, Tampa players over seven million. Vasilevsky worth it. Nikita Kucherov worth about a hundred million. Uh, Steven Stamkos, when he can stay healthy, worth about a hundred million, in my opinion. And Braden Point is sitting at 6.8, so i included him on the dock. Yeah. Worth Can it. Can I just
2: go on point? You sound like you'd be a horrible GM. Oh,
0: my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, They're...
2: bud. Uh, yeah, easy 100 mil. Don't <sighs> worry about the salary crap. I got you. 100... We'll figure it out. See,
0: but the thing is, I would be a GM, but I'd also be these guys' agents. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like catching percentages off the top you know we win we win if we get fired look i just got i just got 10 percent of a hundred million dollars for doing nothing so, uh no but uh i mean i agree but like it's hard to sit here. Obviously, they're not worth a hundred million dollars a year, but like those guys are worth pretty yeah. much whatever they bring to oh, the table. for a hundred percent, you know. Yeah. Uh, if only they can figure out how to uh, perform in the playoffs. Exactly. Exactly. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Brayton Point, six point eight. I think you're you're stealing that that guy. I mean, he is. Uh, he he is, and sometimes sometimes a second liner, sometimes a third liner. He could he would be a number one center on a lot of teams. I think if Braden Point came to the Predators, he would battle it out for Matt Duchesne for a top center, top line center spot. You know, oh yeah. Um, and still with still about one point two million cap available, they have more salary cap
2: available than the Sabers.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we're talking about this is a team that with the contracts they have and own you don't see them being bad anytime yeah. soon you know it's not like they're oh well these guys are all at the end of their contracts type of deal yeah. and but uh, that salary cap speaks <clears throat> to one of the bad things that we'll talk about in a minute mm-hmm, yep. yep uh uh draft capital no first round not unexpected for a team that's making runs Um uh, a first, a second round pick, two third round picks, two fourth round picks, and a, and one pick in rounds five through si- uh, seven. Uh, the good, dominant, dominant superstars. There's no question about it that there are teams that would kill to have one of the seven or eight guys that they have on their roster, and they have them all. And not only do they have them all, but they work well together. It's not uh, it's not a situation where you have Too many Chiefs, not enough Indians. These guys play a crucial role together. Uh, Great goaltending. A lot of depth, man. I mean, you go and look at their fourth line, and that could be second lines on some teams. And, and, uh, I mean, the youth that they have. But they can score goals at will. They need to score a goal. They're going to score it. And that is is, uh, uh, such a value to have in this high-scoring league that we have now. But the bad goes to, does that depth translate to playoff success, which we haven't necessarily seen lately? I mean, we've seen it go the opposite way. No, exactly. it obviously doesn't. They, they got, got swept sw- by Columbus. They got swept last year. And like as much as that is a feat of Columbus, and I don't want to take anything away from those guys for doing so... But that is a, that was more than a Columbus success. It was a Tampa Bay failure. And, and I don't want to make it seem like, look, any given week, a team can win a playoff series. You know, that's, that's a given. I mean, this, these are professionals. This, they're all paid for this. Like, so I do want to
2: say what you just said is I do have an issue with that. One of my, uh, it, it kind of snaps my stick a little bit when people say, "Oh, that team fit." Like, no, Columbus right. stepped up to the
0: plate. Columbus no.
2: hit it out of the park.
0: I don't want to sit here and say that's what I'm saying. I don't want to take away from Columbus' success, but we're talking about a team that had, I f- I think, what was it, two hundred yeah. point scores? They won the uh, President's Cup. I thought base. you were about to say two hundred points. Isn't like it uh, doesn't matter. Math doesn't yeah. step, check out there. Wayne Gretzky <laughs> jumped up on the team. No, so I don't want to again. This is a successful team, and anybody can lose a playoff series. But there is a difference in losing a playoff series and and you know losing it in six games and getting swept. Yeah, you know there is a huge no, difference that, of yeah. that in, in my opinion. Uh, so I don't want to sit here and say that they're failures because of Columbus's success. I uh, don't yeah. hear don't it's, hear it, what it I'm was. Not it was saying. a good mixture of both. Yes, it was a perfect storm for Columbus. Don't I mean? But if you sat here and we had and we were we had Nikita Kucherov or Andre Vasilevsky sitting here with us and we're interviewing them, do you think that they would categorize that as not a failure? I I don't think they would no. i think they would categorize that as a failure. oh yeah you see sure. what i'm yeah. saying
2: i think every team at the end of the year there, there are there are 30 teams at the end of the year who categorize their season as failures and one team but that categorizes as not a failure but, the,
0: but some of those are just saying that because the cup is the ultimate goal some of the columbus after winning yeah. what well, that was not a failure for yeah. them last Let's year start, if no chicago makes it said. to the second round this season they're gonna see that as a, as a success they're, well the fans should see it as a success but the team should see it as a failure yeah. like you said 30 Teams are failures when we talk about the ultimate goal, but it's really about yeah. what goals you actually set for yeah. that team. So, and it's one of those guys, things. Man, I love Kucherov. I, you have seen me take him as high as I possibly yeah. can in multiple fantasy leagues. So, yeah, no, I love Tampa Bay. I mean, I've got, we have a family friend,
2: uh, my, but our, my wife and I's buddy named Jarvis. He, he's a big Tampa Bay fan. I go to that. Uh, every year my dad and I used to go to the Tampa I know, Bay. Games. He
0: stole one. he stole my ticket one, <laughs> one time this year. But no, so, I love Tampa Bay, man. So screw that guy. <laughs>
2: uh they've got a they got great bars down there in Tampa too. They have this uh place called like Beer World or something like that. Cool, fun place. Uh yeah,
0: is a fun place. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Um, okay, so GM, I mean, I hard to say less than an A plus in my opinion. Uh, Maybe
2: an A. So here's the thing. We talked about this last week. I think there is one team. That in the league that gets the S for above A, and that's them. The okay. fact, look at look at the names. I mean, we talked about look at the names they have for, and they still have a salary cap available.
0: They get S. They are above and beyond. Right. I can one hundred percent agree with that. The S tier, there. I mean, as far as GM goes, yeah, team. team not we so got much we're going to talk, but yeah,
2: because yeah. the talent is undeniable. What do you do? The
0: performance? What do you is do Questionable. A, what do you do as a GM? I mean, you yeah. can only do what you can do. You ain't coaching them. You ain't playing the game. Like, yeah. You put if you give the Preds this roster right now.
2: Yeah. I mean <laughs> you put all the ingredients in there, man. And if someone doesn't set the oven to the right temp, but you, not you can your do fault.
0: You're not yeah, exactly. You've you've provided everything necessary, in my opinion. So I say one hundred percent S tier, no question about Drinking
2: it. Drinking these heavy beers on an empty stomach wasn't a great idea. <laughs> Started to get a little drunk.
0: Um so for team grade, I think that although we've talked about, I mean, we've like dug up some some potential bad, and I still think it's hard to go less than an A or A plus, in my opinion. I think man. A. I think when a they start performing solid. in the
2: playoffs, they'll, they'll move up to that A plus, but until then, they get an A. So we're going to go from S tier to <laughs> is there a below F tier? <laughs> I think we'll call it a Detroit tier, because that's what we're moving on to right now is Detroit Red Wings. Uh, seven players over seven million. None. They got Larkin at six point one. Salary cap available one point five. Got a lot of draft picks, as you should in that in the state they are. Uh, one in the first. Uh, three in the second. Two in the third. One in the fourth, which is a conditional uh, becomes twenty twenty one third if Edmonton goes to conference final. One in the fifth. One in the sixth. One in the seventh. So, wish they had a little bit more picks uh in the later rounds to get some young guys, a couple steals. But they got a good bit in the uh, in the first couple of rounds. I'm interested to see what their draft capital is like in 21 and 22. But 2021, we'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that eventually.
0: Good. 2020, 2021 is what you meant. Well, that's this year. Yeah, no, 2020 draft picks are this year. And then their 2021 draft picks are a 2020 2021 season. Okay, I thought you yeah. meant 20. Yeah, no, no, too no. many 20s in there.
2: Yeah, that, and be, I'm drinking. <laughs> we're
0: gonna be. I mean, yeah. you just you just told everybody you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, should have eaten breakfast, people. Uh, now no, you I know, shouldn't have. Now bro. I know why they say this is the most important <laughs> meal of the day. Um, uh, good. Uh, the season ended early. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part yeah. that I threw
0: in there, man. I thought it was yeah. perfect.
2: Yeah, solid on that. <laughs> um, some decent youth and some good draft capital, uh, but I mean,
0: yeah, that was we try. I was trying to dig something for yeah. them, man. Like their youth is Tyler Bertuzzi and Dylan Larkin, yeah. and that was it.
2: Yeah. Before we go on though, would you say as Preds fans, what do you like to
0: see more—a struggling Detroit team or a struggling Chicago team? Well, it's the answer. The answer is clear. It's got to be a struggling Chicago team because they're literally in our division now. Yeah, you know, I mean, but ten years ago
2: we would have said struggling Detroit, Detroit. no question. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: It was Detroit was our was our what is the answer i mean he they were the joker to our batman yeah no i'm so sorry they were the batman to our joker because i'm <laughs> not gonna be classified because at that the time they and... always beat us exactly <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so but that's fine uh yeah. you know my fe- everybody knows my feelings on batman let's not let's not extend this episode any longer than we have to by getting me riled up bobby yeah, <laughs> we are already at 30 minutes
2: and it's a 40 minute interview <sighs> Uh, Bad, um, you know, everything, but uh, only team out of playoff contention at this time. <laughs> so that's why I was saying they should have just gone with the 30 team playoff. And that yeah. way, everyone who uh, didn't get in doesn't get in uh, minus 122 goal differential. Do you,
0: you thought that I was joking about that, dude.
2: Yeah, well, because I remember one time, okay, so we were in a Uber to a game, and this was actually, I think, like halfway through the thing, and at the time, they were negative, 50, negative 56 at that time, and you asked me,
0: no. oh, what's the record? Oh, yeah, they were. It was like halfway through. Yeah, it was <laughs> halfway
2: through the season. You asked me, what's the record? And I was like, I think the Capitals did it on their first year, and it was like negative like 180. It was
0: a lot. I think like, it was maybe even the And
2: I remember us saying, man, if they even get, ne- I don't see them getting past one, 100, negative 100, but they found away uh and uh you know they're from detroit you know they got i mean (laughs) just as general you know even if they're killing it and here's the thing like i want to like the city of detroit you know they're struggling but it's just
0: they got to do better up there they yeah i i mean it's i'm one of those guys that like i will never not go to somewhere because like a small portion of people say it's crime ridden and it's not uh it was actually, the lowest goal differential was 265 by the Washington Capitals. So you got half of it right, but you tried to half their goal differential. Yeah,
2: which even then was pretty bad when right. half halved it. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and so, uh, yeah, so I don't want to sit here and say, I don't ever want to go to Detroit. It's all crime. Every big city's going to have crime, but it seems like Detroit steps on their foot a lot. And so... But I mean and one thing I do want to say for the good cuz we got to give
2: something good. That new arena they have, Little Caesars Arena. I haven't been there yet. I can't wait to go. It looks balling, dude.
0: Oh, yeah. I I'm very disappointed that my, you know, me as a bucket list more kind of guy that I never got to go to the original Joe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but a new stadium and it's like they we're is talking the about the Joe did they build
2: that where the Joe stood or is the Joe still
0: there? could not answer that question for you man so i have no idea because
2: i wonder like uh if they like maybe like one time uh joe what is it
0: joe lewis the joe lewis yeah joe lewis
2: but as far as gm goes i mean
0: f across the boards right hard to argue with that yeah i mean i think
2: f for gm and then what's below f uh for team
0: For team yeah i would say um I would say incomplete. They, yeah, in, they. I said I would say they don't even. They're not even able to be ranked because we don't have enough data. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I mean, and this is gonna be again. We tried to find some good. We found a little good, but I mean, they were bad. And especially yeah. for, they're not one of those teams that are perennially bad. They are a successful, successful franchise.
2: Yeah. The, so. uh, the Joe was torn down in April of uh, 2019. So yeah. not even a chance of them saying, hey, we're gonna host a game there. I don't know if they built Little Caesars on that ground or not. Uh, but all right, guys. So that sums up our part one of The Atlantic. We will finish uh, off not just The Atlantic. We finish off our complete GM grades and team grades next week. So it's been a good, what, nine weeks or eight yeah, weeks? So. yeah. Something Uh, like that. I can't really
0: count, but... Yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, I think we can, because this is part seven, so... No, we can count. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying I can't, personally. (laughs) But all right, guys, so now we've got an awesome interview with the founder of Starting Strongman, uh, the Starting Strongman podcast, uh, Kale Beck. So uh, we'll see you after that. This guy in the Strongman world doesn't need much of an introduction. We've got the founder of Starting Strongman on Facebook. He's been competing in Strongman since 2007. Cali's strongest man in multiple state champs three top 10 finishes finishes at nationals and two invites to the Arnold world champs coming up is Kale Beck how you doing man
3: doing good thanks for having me
2: it's great to have you here how how's your isolation going
3: uh it's, it's not too bad you know I, th- I think I have it about as good as anyone can you know given the circumstances I you know moved out here to Tennessee and was able to get a decent sized house and got about two and a half acres so you got plenty to do when, when there's not storms going on and right, you know, my yeah. business is already on my business is already online uh you know of course you know i've lost a couple clients and stuff but sure that's expected yeah. and, you know but you know it's not 100 percent shut down so i consider myself uh, fortunate
2: you having fun with that new quad i saw you just got
3: Yeah, I mowed my whole yard with it yesterday. (laughs) The first thing I did was just work. That's kind of how I justified it. Yeah, right. I I don't know where any of the trails are around here, so I I look forward to getting back into riding. It's actually what I did before I uh, got into Strongman is I I rode a motocross.
2: Oh, nice. So uh, speaking of that, what originally got you into Strongman?
3: I just always liked lifting weights and watching – strongman on tv and i'm not a giant guy by any means i'm five foot seven and you know on a good day under 200 pounds uh you know with strongman's a lot bigger than that generally almost double so like i just didn't know it was something you could do until i came upon on like old forum somewhere uh, about a lightweight pro that just competed at lightweight's uh strongest man which at the time was under 105 kilos and as soon as I knew it was something I could possibly do that I decided that's what I wanted to do and I spent you know better part of a decade where that's what I cared about more than anything it was a lot of fun and it led to me having my own business and meeting most of my best friends and, and everything so I was glad glad I went all in
0: um, so you obviously run ha, and have a pretty big following for strongman on uh, Facebook and and your podcast. How did you get starting strongman started?
3: There's just a lack of information. I start you know like back now. There's like you know ma- like major media and stuff follows it, and you know rogue live streams everything. There's been a couple documentaries and. Not that it's mainstream by any means, but compared to, you know, the early 2000s, you know, and then 2010s, you know, early, there just wasn't anything like these major contests would go on and you wouldn't know what happened. And like, I I was well connected just because, you know, I've always been online, you know, uh, you know, it's just kind of what I've done. Just, you know, I, I trained by myself, so. I was always on forums and, um, you know, social media just to kind of like, you know, you talk to people and put your own training out there just to get kind of like a, uh, you know, sense of community because I trained by myself so much and there's no one else that really did strongman in my area. So I was well connected in that way. And I just kind of started compiling some of the information and I wanted it to, I wanted to grow the sport. And I started, you know, I made starting in 2013 and it's basically no one else was doing it and everyone told me i was crazy and you know now like it uh it you know it's a viable business you know seven years later you know it's how i paid my paid all my bills for the past six years and i'm glad to be able to contribute to something that i enjoy but yeah i basically just started uh compiling all the information putting out results of shows because they just be all scattered and i just kind of put as much stuff all in one place as I could, you know, kind of curating everything. And, you know, I kept getting, uh, you know, messages on how to train for it. And people didn't know, just like, I didn't know that there was weight classes and different divisions and amateur strongman. When I started, um, people would get introduced to me, you know, or see me on social media. Cause like, you know, uh, like there wasn't too much strongman on Instagram or anything when I was, and, So, you know, people would search for it and they'd find me and they'd ask how to get started. And I started uh, answering them and I realized you kind of get the same questions over and over. So you start writing articles about it, start making videos, answering the thing, you know, hoping that if you put all that content out there, you won't have to keep repeating yourself. But that didn't work out because I I still get asked all the same questions as I did when I started this. But just a lot more of them.
0: I'll tell you, Bobby is obviously... uh... He's the one who set up the set up the interview with you. He's more into the strongman thing. That's not never really been specifically my thing. But when trying to do a mm-hmm. little bit of research, uh, I mean, I've definitely found more information on your Facebook group and and through your Twitter than I did. I was able to just Googling it. So I can definitely understand where, where, what you're saying. There's definitely a lack of information. It was hard for me to kind of pin some stuff down on it.
3: Yeah. You know, even today, like I'm saying, you know, back then it was bad, but even today it's, it's kind of scattered and not great. You know, that's a, well, if
0: you type in basically
3: what I try to do, just show people like where strongman gyms are in their area, how to train for it. Uh, you know, we sell all the products for, for strong man now, and it just kind of evolved naturally over the course of the thing. Like I didn't know how to set up a web store when I started everything, but you know, people keep asking, Hey, where do I buy this? Where do I buy that? And you go, well, it's, this is what I already recommend. Maybe I just should sell it to them directly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Cause you know, as much as it's a passion, um, you know, if I still had to work a nine to five job, I wouldn't be able to devote as much time to doing all this
0: right and well obviously a lot of folks trust you so that makes yeah. it a good yeah. uh, good good a good opportunity for you too
2: so looking back a couple months ago the the big game super bowl you guys had a big spotlight on you what was that experience like getting you know the call and you know getting prepared and filming that super bowl commercial that the group was uh, uh spotlighted on
3: yeah it's just uh that's something i've always done you know like when you say how how like did i Get a following with, you know, starting strongman and everything is I've just I've paid attention to anytime someone, you know, like you get you get some spammy kind of requests sometimes and I'll reply to them. And and it it seems like it's, you know, BS, but I I had a a message in my Facebook message request, you know, the other folder, the one you never check. Right. right. and, And they're basically like, hey, just some random guy, you know, in L.A., like, uh, you know, we're, we're looking to film a, a commercial for Facebook. Would you be interested? And it's like, that doesn't seem legit.
1: But, you know,
0: I... So are you also a prince from Nigeria?
1: Or... <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I remember uh, hearing about it the upcoming days and I was looking forward to it and I watched it with my wife and she w- and you know, she thought it was really cool. You know, it's getting it out there. But so recently you also, as you said earlier, moved to Tennessee. What was that? What, what was the motivation to move to Tennessee? And have you noticed any major differences between obviously uh, California to Tennessee? Quite, quite a difference.
3: So California is actually a pretty big and diverse state. You know, like if you look on a map, it's big, like, right, right. I don't know how many more, if you multiplied Tennessee and it's probably what, three times the size. Yeah. Yeah. easily. Uh, so, you know, everyone Kind of looks at California as you're either in Hollywood or San Francisco, Silicon right. Valley, and I was kind of right in between. And how I grew up, it was actually a very small town. Everyone, you know, I grew up in a farming community. Uh, you know, I, I grew up on a hundred and twenty acre ranch. So I kind of wanted that kind of life again, and that's right. just not viable anymore in California because you know the prices of everything have gotten so absurd. So you know, I have a, a two year old boy and my, you know, my, uh, my wife and I just, you know, she grew up riding horses and living out in the country too. Mm-hmm. So we've just kind of always looked at different areas to move just, you know, with my business being hundred percent online and remote, I can right. work from anywhere. Uh, so I just wanted to move somewhere where, you know, the cost of living was good and it had, you know, basically I'm like, it has to be within an hour of major airport. I don't want the weather to be terrible, even though there's a, thunderstorm going on right now so well, yeah miss- well if that one
0: if you uh, <laughs> if you hate tennessee weather just wait a couple hours and it'll be completely different and <laughs> uh
3: yeah uh, it's d- day by day man <laughs> oh
0: yeah definitely um, i'm i'm born and raised here and right outside of nashville tennessee and, and now live in nashville tennessee so i completely understand i i love it it's uh so so up and coming but you can still go 15 minutes 20 minutes outside the city and not be riding the hustle and bustle. So definitely. Yeah. Uh... And,
3: you know, we, we, we settled in over like an hour, uh, East of you in cookville. Okay. Sure. Um, just cause it's, uh, you know, it seemed like, you know, I'm about an hour or so to the Nashville airport, which right. seemed like that was going to be a concern until the entire world shut down. <laughs> uh, you know, I, tra- I, I travel for work sometimes and, you know, but we, you know, it still has, it has more of a small town feel and I like it. It's just, yeah, we, we've, um, but yeah, we're happy. We was just want to give, uh, you know, my boy, the same kind of life that my wife and I had and, um, me not have to work just to, you know, try to achieve something that's probably never going to be achievable. You know, being able right. to have like a couple acres, a couple acres in California, where I moved from, is going to be over a, a million dollars. Oh, so, wow.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. You- Strongman doesn't pay that much. <laughs> <laughs> people, people ju- you know, there's some people just tossing out two acres around here. So. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So down in Cookville, yeah. have you had a chance to hit the cookout yet? Is that something you guys had in California?
3: No, like, you know, we pretty much moved here. We moved here in January. Um, and It took a while to get settled in. And, you know, uh, between my work and just getting everything set up on the house, having to build, like, you know, fences for our animals and um, everything, I really haven't been able to do anything. You know, with the our two-year-old runs us ragged.
0: (laughs) Okay. I can, I can imagine that.
3: But yeah, the,
2: uh, the fast food chain cookout is down there and it's, uh, get yourself a cookout tray. It is out of this world.
3: Yeah. I've had, I've had stuff like that, you know, at different places when I traveled through Texas and stuff, I'm a big fan of barbecue. Maybe I'll, I'll see if they're uh, still open and I could do a little curbside. Maybe there you go. Uh, You know, a little pickup. I'll I'll look into it. But yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate. I was looking into, you know, I'm like, you know, because we moved here in the winter, and it's, like, cold, and you don't really want to go out. And then as soon as, you know, there starts being some nicer weather and days, we're like, oh, we could go to this park or this. I'm like, oh, everything's shut down. Nope. <laughs> no, no, you cannot, sir. Yeah. Please go home. Okay, we're home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, talking to junk food. Family I, can't come visit you. Just uh, uh, no. a whole different world. It, yeah, yeah.
0: it's really has changed. It's, it's uh, hard to imagine it's only been a, around a month since yeah. all of this has, right. has gone into place. Yeah. So.
2: So are you finding it hard while in lockdown to keep a good diet going? Or are you kind of just throwing the diet out the window for this little bit of time?
3: I mean, you know, the, the, the it's either good or sad. My life is like 99% the same. You know, I nah, work from yeah. home. I have a home gym. I, I make all my meals at home. Like there, there was like when it, it first started, You like I, 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 like just a little bit of the stress I was eating more. And I'm like, what are, right. you, what are you doing? Like i'm like you're, yeah no nothing's different, no different difference yeah. <laughs> nothing's different
1: right like, you're
3: treating it different in your head uh so no i've uh been a little more i think knowing i don't want to go back to the grocery store as much right i'm like, I'm like should i eat that i'm like oh no no, we'll no i should it. not <laughs> yeah yeah we don't know what tomorrow will bring so yeah. ha- Plus, so there's no ch- there's no chicken anywhere so <laughs> you know, I, I got well, every store I've you, been to
2: has had a plethora of baby back ribs for some reason. So I've got like six racks in the well, freezer, and I'm just well, going to be cooking up is, ribs here soon.
0: This is no sponsorship, but maybe check out Omaha Steaks. They uh, they have all sorts yeah. of stuff and, and will deliver all sorts of stuff. So um,
3: Yeah, no, we we got it stocked up pretty good. And okay. Apparently no one eats fish in Tennessee because they're <laughs> trying to go to Sam's Club or something weird. There's plenty of like tilapia and salmon and well we don't we don't know stuff, what those so. wor-
0: what those big words are, buddy. <laughs> that's that's one of those California hippie words to us <laughs> around here, man. Pretty much. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously you're working out a lot. You have you you have a great diet. Uh, has there ever been something that's happened to you where you say, "Man, I may be a little too strong." Like you crush something or you you can't scratch an itch or, or something on your back. Like I've seen uh, certain certain strong individuals not be able to do is there anything like that happened to you
3: um yeah my wife says you'll say i'm not as careful as i should be <laughs> with some stuff but like i'm not i'm not like that guy i'm you know when i competed i compete as a lightweight which is a you know under 175 pounds right so right it, it's the opposite like when i tell you know i used to have to tell people i do strong and they're like you do strong man um they want to arm to wrestle like, you and stuff they're like, they're like i'm pretty sure i can take you i'm like, eh. I'm like well i'm like well i'm not gonna, I'm like, gonna, gonna, gonna yeah. test it yeah <laughs> well and i'm not an mma uh, fighter either yeah. sir like yeah, <laughs> uh, that, they'll, they'll want to arm wrestle you or yeah, right a push-up contest drunk at the lake or
0: that's when you tell like, them i just that's when you tell them, we we just got to go pick up some big logs. That's what you've trained yeah. for is is doing stuff that that nobody's ever thought about doing, man. That's what you got to yeah, challenge Mike. them to. Yeah, whenever uh, whenever You're the
2: what? wife and I are doing housework, she always her and her parents always have a joke. They say Bobby Smash because when it comes to the technical side <laughs> of stuff, not that great, but when it comes <laughs> to taking a sledgehammer to a wall, that's what I've been training for all my life.
3: <laughs> no, I, I I do like like I I took the camper shell off my truck by myself the other day. Oh. Yeah, no, like that's. I, that's I like impressive. doing stuff like that, you know. never it, anyone's ever put that on with two or three people, you know, it sucks. And oh yeah. I mean, it wasn't easy, or it's not the first time I've done it, but just stuff like that. It's it's just because you you have to lift such like random things in strongman. It's not even that you're necessarily stronger than any you know someone else who trains in a different way. It's just right. you kind of know like oh if I put my hand here and I leverage with my back there, you just get an idea like more of an you understanding. Look at something yeah. awkward and. And know like the most efficient way to lift it
0: well yeah looking into you know looking in and doing a little bit of research on the strongman it definitely is not not normal stuff that you would normally do normally do mm-hmm. when you're just going to the gym and lifting weights so i can i can see that as now did you wait till your neighbors were outside to <laughs> do it in front of them
3: well that's the whole reason i moved here to not have neighbors. <laughs> okay there you go and, you, know, <laughs> and you were, we're on you were... lockdown. So, well, you were so, taking like you, you were taking anyone over to help you. Right, right. Mm.
0: You were taking your 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 camper your camper off your truck constantly when you, were having, <laughs> you had neighbors around you, huh? You had to you had to get out of that life. Yeah, we we recently yeah. cut
2: down a really big old oak tree. It, it, this thing was mm-hmm. dead but heavy, so we cut it. Well, we had a, a tree service cut down, and we're burning some of it, some of it. And some of these pieces getting towards the trunk are humongous humongous pieces and i started picking the the smaller ones up and it got to the point now where i'm rolling those big ones but man i haven't been able to get to the gym in a while but rolling those things and you've got big uh branches hanging out of them that that becomes a full leg work just doing that but speaking of that if so if you had in your life if you can only do one workout for the rest of your life you know you got to also do some cardio what would that one weightlifting workout be and why
3: like a, a whole workout or like... just one ex- exercise,
2: like you, you know, either you bench press or squat. If you can only do one sure. weightlifting exercise,
3: um, I do log clean and press. And if anyone's familiar with me, that's pretty much the only strongman event I still do. Uh, mm-hmm. so you know, like a log is basically it's like kind of like a barbell clean and jerk, but it's not a barbell, you have a round. Uh, you, they used to just be like made out of trees with, with you could load weights okay. on the yeah. end with like handles cut into yeah, them, so sure, leather, sure. I'm you know, it's like a big cylinder. Um, and I, I really like it because, you know, you got to pick it up off the ground. So it's a little bit like, you know, you do a little bit of like a row and a deadlift. You sit down with it in your lap. So, and then, you know, with it uh, resting on your knees, then you kind of roll it up your chest. So you get triple extension. You know, if anyone's into weightlifting, like snatch and clean and jerk, uh, that kind of stuff, you get that movement there. And then you press or jerk it overhead. So you get, Uh, you know your shoulders and your pressing strength and because it's so big and awkward you have to it's harder to stabilize than a barbell so it actually and you'll see a lot of people that like come over and they can bench press a lot and they try to do strongman and they can't log clean up presses because their upper back is not built up enough to stabilize the big awkward object overhead so like i've had a lot of like log workouts where my whole like you know traps and you know uh, lats and everything are just fried the next day and I didn't even do technically any direct, uh, back work. Uh, you know, people say it's not enough, like direct, uh, you know, leg um, stimulation, but, you know, if, if I can only do one thing and, you know, uh, like, I, I feel like it works everything good enough and, you know, not, not I, I'm not the, you know, chicken leg looking person at all, but if, mm-hmm. if I was, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd rather have, you know, like a big shoulders and traps and everything. Than, yeah. Then like, you know, humongous quads, like if I had to
1: pick. So.
2: Yeah. My go-to, I was thinking about this a lot. I'm not sure if Brandon has one, but a farm for me, it'd be farmer's carry you know hey they're just fun to do and it's something that honestly you could do anywhere it was just some heavy stuff
0: i actually do have one and yeah. my, mine is uh mine is actually 12 ounce curls <laughs> uh is what i generally like to do sometimes i'll beef it up and i'll do 40 ounce curls with uh <laughs> with some beer but generally just 12 ounce curls with beer is my favorite <laughs> So, sometimes
3: you go a little light, just a little.
0: Sometimes little yeah. shot glass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, just when on, rest on days, days my re- when I'm resting, but I like to stay active.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you're in training mode, you know you got a comp coming up. What is your? What would be your go-to cheat meal? Uh, you know, maybe one when you're cutting and one when you're bulking.
3: Oh, I, I haven't competed in a few years, but like, you know, I I used to you know have to cut down to 175 and i usually weighed you know 195 200 off season so like by the chance to to eat a bunch of food like it would either be like cheesecake or ice cream mm, hey those are good choices yeah. those are definitely good choices hey, like you gotta throw something in there before like a steak or you know Sure. Like well it. Right, right obviously well, anyway you There's don't want to sustain yourself of it, but but i'm i'm just Loading up, but, you know, I'm still – doesn't matter what I'm eating first. If, if it's a cheat meal like that, I, I'm looking forward to dessert. i got a sweet tooth.
2: Oh, yeah. So have you noticed, you know, in the last – I'd say last calendar year, I would say Strongman has really hit national media, especially on the History Channel with uh, uh, Strongest Man in History. Have you noticed a big influx mm-hmm. of followers uh, when that show came out?
3: Yeah, that, that – just any time, uh, you know, Strongman's mentioned in – some sort of mainstream way it's it's good for me because you know people start searching for it you know that's kind of why i named it starting strongman because if they want to get into it they're they're like how do i start strongman you know it kind of comes up pretty good so you know that that put a you know you, you notice like a uptick in traffic and member requests and followers and all that and it's just it's just been steadily growing pretty much since 2016 like we had you know the eddie hall documentary the 500 kilogram you know world record deadlift uh then you know 2018 i think it was when you know half thor bjornsson the guy who plays a mountain on game of thrones won, and then you have the season finale of game of thrones which was a a huge thing until it was a complete letdown yeah (laughs) you know but but just (laughs) like that's the funniest thing like You know, you would think everyone's stuck in their house, but there's not a single person who has been binge watched that show again, like to rewatch it. Now, when you would think like this was two years ago, someone would have.
1: Well, I actually do know know. my
2: uh, my sister in law, she she's a she's a student as they're living right now. She's in graduate school and she borrowed my Amazon Prime account to go watch HBO. And, you know, right now that she's got nothing to do. And so I gave it to her, the login info to her on Monday. And by Wednesday, she had, or uh,
0: Wednesday or Thursday, she had watched all seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah, she's obviously not a book reader. If,
2: that, <laughs>
1: if
0: that's because I can't, I can't, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that all this whole lockdown was to keep George R.R. R. Martin locked inside of his home so maybe he could finish Winds of Winter for us. What do you, is that a, is that a possibility? You think that's, that's a possible
3: option? Isn't he just locked in his house anyways? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes,
0: but maybe, but maybe he—they got him to thinking about it since everybody else
3: is now too.
0: Well, he,
2: he did say that he's gonna try and get it out by the end of this year. He I, said
0: that for the last yeah. ten years, Bobby. Yeah. I don't trust this man.
2: So, not very often in this st- the point, so not very often in the Strongman world is there big beefs going on. But right now, one of the big things is between Half Thor and Eddie Hall. And that is between mm-hmm. Thor's, I guess, method, he wants to beat his deadlift. And, you know, I'm of the mindset that, you know what, at the end of the day, it's about who can lift the, the heavier thing. And, you know, yeah, as long as you have a regulation bar and a ref there, I think it's all good. I, I don't think it has to be in a perfect competition, you know, you know, with uh, 15 different refs. What are your thoughts on that?
3: So there's been a good amount of strongman beef over the years, like in the early days we had Bill Kazmaier and John Paul Singerson. Uh, you know, we had Brian Shaw and Zadrunas had a little beef back and forth, but nothing like this where it's like, you know, because especially with social media, they all have yeah. millions of followers now. Like they're kind of crazy strongmen. man. It's, they've become like the biggest uh, icons in the fitness industry somehow. Like, I don't know. That just happened. It's, it's, it's wild. But um, as far as the deadlift, you know, it's – we're in a it's a hard thing like world's ultimate strongman the people putting it on and live streaming it are trying to figure out a way to still get some sports entertainment in a time where you know you guys do a sports podcast there's no sports to talk
1: about right (laughs) Right?
3: so like nothing is going to be perfect because the world's far from perfect right now and Everyone's just trying to figure out some way to stay in business, keep everything relevant, get the athletes paid like they were. He was already planning to do it in a full show in Bahrain. So it's not like he's like, all I've ever wanted to do is break this iconic world record in my gym.
1: Right, like, right. You know, he was going be.
3: Yeah, we're under different circumstances than normal. So if it's going to happen, it would have to happen under different circumstances than normal. Um, and I think they tried to do that in a way where it's the most fair. And like Eddie Hall said, like, he doesn't trust the Icelandics. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. I was but, like, he's going to have yeah. to
2: apologize for that comment. And nonetheless, and he, he did. did. Yeah.
0: Um, all 300,000 Mag- of them were pissed. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, which are all seven foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so Magnus for Magnuson is in Iceland and trained Thor originally and is set to be the judge and I can tell you I when I competed at the Arnold Amateur World Championship everyone was excited that Magnus was one of the judges in our four lanes right yeah yeah until after the contest because there is no stricter judge in strongman he is I'm like like I, I knew this from talking to some pros and stuff that like if you have two judges you don't want it to be Magnus he's going to make you hold your deadlift lockout that extra you know, second or two, he's going to, you know, that, that little bend in your elbow when you're pressing something overhead that some other judges might just go, he's not going to let it fly. And he doesn't care. And people think there's some favoritism with him and Thor. But from what I understand, they actually like, they had a big falling out years ago when uh, Thor was training with him and now like hasn't went to his gym in years. Like they're in Iceland. How big is it? How many people? <laughs> if they don't train together. And they like three gyms. World Trump's man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they're I, they're not best friends. Like I don't I think I don't think there's any favoritism there at all. Um, actually, like contrary to that, I think you know I, I think he's going to be harder on on Thor than other people, and he's you know he's judged you know Thor and others in contests plenty of times. Um, you know, so I, I I think they're they're trying the best they can. I think it's it's gotten so petty. Uh, on both sides and it's bad for the sport in general uh, just to kind of go back and forth, forth with it. You know, they're bringing up like the legitimacy of the sport at all or this or that. It's just, I think the promoters are trying to do what they can um, to put on something for the fans right and i, I think i don't think there's really too much point in worrying about if, if it's a real world record or not until we see if he actually does it right.
1: like yeah. how the conditions
3: yeah. actually were he might miss it a lot of wasted effort a lot yeah. of wasted effort yeah.
0: effort for something that may not even happen yeah
3: yeah you know and then you, like you can't you I'm like oh well it's going to be like this it's going to be like that we don't know like we might all watch the the live stream and i'm like wow no that was totally legit or like no, that looked questionable. I don't know. Those, those plates looked weird. Did they really weigh them? Like, yeah, but you know, we we kind of just have to see what happens. And uh, you know, there's, there's instances in the past where, you know, Eddie, Eddie hall did a 18 inch deadlift record in an office building with just Colin Bryce uh, that was full of it. It was a bass two baskets full of his books to promote his book.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and he called it an official world record. And then, you know, and, and they also you know brian Shaw said it shouldn't count in competition and stuff and you know hit the, that show we talked about the strongest man in history they felt they flew around the world breaking world records outside of competition and we all loved it i loved yeah. it you loved it so you know there's some hypocrisy there on all sides and we kind of just have to see what happens and uh I, you know, I I really think it's just all a work to promote the boxing match between Eddie and Thor um, that they they they've been talking <laughs> about. Manufactured honestly. this, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, get a little yeah. drama. I think, I think stir a, it up. And... I think it's a mm-hmm. like. Would you pay for that in four months after he breaks the world record and they keep talking shit? Yeah.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you know that's the that, that I mean that definitely makes the most sense. So they they probably got together and like, hey, let's hype this up and let's smack talk yeah. each other. Yeah. And, um, so we're mostly, um, as I'm sure you're aware, we mostly deal with hockey on this podcast. We do with all sports. We do with pop uh-huh. culture, but do you have, you yourself have any history with hockey? You have a, a, a memory about it. Do you like hockey? Is it not your thing?
3: Yeah, I, I, I was into it, um, when I was young. So I grew up like an hour, you know, 45 minutes, an hour South of San Jose Okay, where, you know, the sharks play and they came into like. They started as a team, you know. They're an expansion team or whatever it's called. Right, right. Yes, uh, sir. When I was little, and my dad at the time uh, lived in San Jose, and him with a you know his new girlfriend had a, like a burlesque uh, show bar. It mm-hmm. was like a couple blocks from uh, the, the Shark Tank. Okay. So they all went in there. I have like uh, signed jerseys from Archis Urbay um wow and like pictures with like I, I had like my fifth birthday at the shark tank with like the mascot and <laughs> um you know came up and said hi and stuff like that and so those you know some good memories there with my dad and uh yeah i always watch it and you know it's just a uh, the sharks you know i, I just kind of had to stop watching because the sharks they're always really good and they're such a disappointment yeah. every <laughs> year it's just for what? something i'm not super invested in i'm like i can't I can't. Well, you're here in Tennessee. We would welcome you <laughs> mm-hmm. to
0: come be upset at the Preds with us yeah. now that you're here. <laughs> yeah, I've got
2: season tickets. So, if ever you're in the Nashville area during season, if ever season comes back, you know, man, hit me up and I'll, t- I'll take that you to a game.
3: Awesome. But,
1: that sounds
3: awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, think, so, I, I think hockey is one of, like, I, I tell people, I used to tell people all the time, like, you know, I, I went to, you know, I'm big into baseball and, you know, I went to baseball games my whole life. And one of my, best friends had raider season tickets so i went to like every game for a couple years there and stuff but like as far as watching it live hockey's like it's i think it's the most underrated like people don't understand oh Oh, yeah absolutely and and, like for some reason it's just like everything feels crisp in there because the ice is on it like yeah you know you go to to a raider game everything feels like (laughs) kind of grimy and dirty and you go to like a hockey game and it's like wow like like the whole arena's clean, it
0: smells good. Um, you know, it's a little yeah. crisp, but it's not super cold. Yeah, I yeah. mean, well, growing mm-hmm. up here in Tennessee, I was never really exposed to hockey a lot. So I'm, I'm a big sports fan, big college football guy, being from down south, and kind of kind of just decided I wanted to get into hockey. And it's, I mean, I love it. Obviously, we we talk about it every week now.
3: So, sure. So, yeah, no, definitely looking forward to going to Predators game or or something when, whenever the world gets back to whatever the new normal is right yes sir
2: <laughs> we are also a pop culture hockey thing but also we also talk a lot of beer so do you have a go-to beer when you're at that home or at a bar that you just you know you know outside of a bud light or Miller light you know your favorite beer
3: man I'm, I'm gonna be a huge disappointment like uh i don't like i just started i i used to you know obviously when you're growing up i I'd drink a bit and stuff i just really when i was competing i was so focused on everything i just didn't want to have like any disadvantage i'd only drink like after contests Mm (laughs) um then i get like so i get like real drunk like twice a year like i haven't i haven't had a drink like not i never had a problem with anything I i just don't really drink much um you know like i for a while like for a while i was drinking some ciders there like i just never really been a big beer guy sure just uh well that i mean not no, my thing. Not, dis-
0: not disappointing it would be disappointing to us if you were doing something you didn't enjoy so yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean we we're not here to push beer on anybody we just drink it while we're yeah. doing a podcast so we we usually want to include uh include that question so
3: yeah m- maybe when you know when it's nice when it's uh when i start dealing with these uh you know southern summers where it's you know humid and hot outside i I might switch back you might want to you might want to forget that it's 95 95 percent humidity Uh i understand that i think the last time i drank a bunch of beer was when i was at a contest in in texas in the summer so (laughs) it it, it might it might come back it might bring it back to you huh Mm -hmm.
2: so looking back throughout your years is there any moment in uh world's strongest man competitions that you look back and you know that was your favorite moment or anything like that? You know, something that really stuck out to you and is still in your brain.
3: Um, there's, I mean, there's some obscure ones. Like I was at the Arnold Amateur Championship in 2016 as media. And, uh, uh, like, uh, Zach Hage, he was like a young guy and he was a, a, a middleweight competing in the heavyweight amateur And he loaded a stone that, like, almost no one did to win it. No one thought he was. And it was just a cool moment just knowing him. Actually, he used to compete as a lightweight. So, it's like, now he's going to go compete at the Arnold Pro.
1: That's awesome. Um, That was
3: cool. There was, like, when Phil Pfister won it for, you know, American, I think, 2006 and beat Marius. Like, when, you know, no one could beat Marius. That was a pretty cool moment. Um, And I was super happy for uh, the guy who won last year, Martins Lisi's won world's strongest man 2019 uh, because I you know he's he's in California I've known martin since no one would have thought he would ever win world's strongest man like I literally like I drove him I picked him up from the airport to go to an amateur nationals in denison Texas in 2000 like 13 I think and the whole time like, he only weighed like 245 pounds or something now now he's like 340 350 or something and the Ooh. whole time I was like, you know, you should just cut down to middleweight. You could go pro easy. And he's like, no, I'll win World's Strongest Man one day. I'm like, okay, i <laughs> heard this a million times. Um, but, you know, he just kept working. And it just, uh, you know, he's not the biggest genetic freak. He was always a great athlete. Like, he could still do muscle-ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. But just seeing someone that you, like, were at the first contest they ever did, um, and they just kept doing stuff that people questioned, the entire time actually be able to get to the absolute pinnacle of the sport and, you know, and seeing it all along the way, just, you know, going, you know, cause you're somewhat local and you're all at kind of at the same shows and you've hung out. Actually, that's probably one of the last times I ever got real drunk was with him at a show.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> real drunk. Um, uh, you know, it's, that was just really cool to see, you know, just cause people didn't expect it. Um, and you know, I, Going into that year, I, I like going into it. Uh, I Once the finals happened, I, I you believed he just he just had a magical ride last year. So just to you know see it from pretty much start to uh, accomplishing you know a, a lifelong goal, I, it was, I, I'd say that was a pretty cool one. Then there's there's other personal moments like um, you know my good friend you know training partner at the time Robert Over's getting his pro card in Dallas in 2012 at an amateur show and like you know he he cracked his ribs warming up for the car deadlift. And I literally like, we got phone books and duct tape and I'm sitting there just going, I'm like, I have to walk around. It's like walking around a tree, <laughs> with duct phone books to this guy's ribs, just to let him through the whole contest. And, you know, he was, he was behind that whole thing and he pulled it out in the last event. You know, that that's more like a, not looking at it, like a fan. That's just like a personal right. thing. It's like, you're going to see your yeah. best friend yeah, accomplish yeah. that. And it was, Against big odds But you know There's just uh, You know I could There's so many moments In this sport That are uh, You know Some of the big moments I can uh, Go in my life But just A lot of them Are more obscure moments That you know The average person Who just watches World world's strongest man Isn't gonna Wouldn't um, realize Yeah
0: Well um So we Are big Marvel and Star Wars fans here We Were wondering If you have a choice Marvel or Star Wars
1: Ooh.
3: I have to go with Marvel overall, oh. even though I'm, I'm a big fan of both.
0: Favorite character from from Marvel?
3: Oh come on, it's Wolverine. Wolverine oh wow, okay.
0: yeah, okay, cool, cool.
2: That's solid. Uh, well, before we sign off, I have one quick question that I thought of just a minute ago. So with sure. uh, Strongest Man in history, you know, uh, obviously that takes a lot of time out of those guys' training regimen, and I and I believe Brian Shaw came out and pretty much said that he might not do it again. And, um at least I you know I read it you know I'm not sure if that's an actual quote you know do you think that you know these guys who are competing should should be doing this show or do you think that they should leave it to guys like Eddie Hall who weren't really doing much competition um you know what are your thoughts on that
3: uh I think it's a huge opportunity and you know strong you don't make a lot of money in actual contest so I think any competitor that's not named Thor would be pretty hard pressed to turn down that kind of exposure and beat on television like that. Yeah. I, it is going to affect your contest performance. Strongman's in a weird spot where it's not like, you know, your traditional sports where, you know, if you're one of the stars, you're going to make a couple million dollars in anything, you know, a year and anything that subtracts from that's going to have a negative outlook um, on your, on your, you know, income, where in strongman you pretty much have to get notoriety by competing in order to make money outside of the sport. You know, no one's making, you know, I think like the Arnold pays like $81,000 and that's about the most in any contest you can to win, which, you know, it's a good chunk of change, but not when you compare it to, you know, any, any major sport. Right. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's definitely going to take, it's not going to be optimal to train um, traveling all over the place. There's not a chance. So, you know, if someone like Brian, uh, he really like, wants to win his fifth title more than anything he shouldn't do any any extra media at all like we've seen you know with UFC fighters and stuff when they start doing all the interviews and you know they're the champ they, they have a harder time to train and sometimes they lose a step compared to the up-and-coming guy and it's, it's no different um you know anything else that's not your training and competing is going to be a distraction from that it's just you can put it any you can try to justify it any other way but it's true you just have to work you just have to Remember that you know strongman, strongman eats people up. So any anyone who can get into it and get any opportunity where they make some good money and get some good exposure and have some good experiences, um, I'm all for it, even if it uh, affects their competing. Because at the end of the day, I don't want. There's been too many people over the years that have done strongman who no one remembers anything about them, and they were some of the best in the world for a while, and now they just like are like some you know just have some normal job somewhere. Yeah, have a couple surgeries and a you know and a mostly you know pretty messed up body and some stories to share
1: for it.
2: Yeah, well, it's been great talking to you, everyone. This has been California's Strongest Man and founder of Starting Strongman on Facebook and StartingStrongman dot com. Kale Beck. So it's been great talking to you, man.
0: Thanks, Caleb. We appreciate having you, man. I appreciate
3: it. You guys have a good rest of your day. You too, buddy.
2: You too.
0: All right. Welcome back, guys.
2: What an awesome interview. Long yeah. interview, good
0: interview, a lot of
2: insights about the world of Strongman. Which well, I-, I learned
0: a lot. I mean, yeah. obviously, that's not my... I mean, I don't know if you're watching the YouTube right now. I don't really follow that. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so what a good interview, but what a really good guy.
2: And just so everyone knows, that interview was from before Half-Thor's 501 deadlift attempt. He he, he did it successfully, and he killed it. Um and he challenged Eddie Hall, the guy who he beat, to a boxing match, which I'm excited about. It's gonna. It, uh, I've told you about it, it's the heaviest boxing yeah. match in history. Yeah, watching the training it's
0: boxing. Man. Yeah, but it's between like two monsters. Then they should have MMA fought, dude, or even better yet, like Kimbo Slice Street fought it, dude. That'd have <laughs> been dope. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so now it's time to move into joke of the week.
2: Uh, eventually, we'll hopefully get someone to uh, cut us a intro for that. But uh, yeah, this is wild. So why don't you give us a little bit of uh, <laughs> why don't you tell us
0: about it, Brandon? You know, you know my my thing is I generally don't even read the article. My whole joke of the week thing comes from the headline, and like, and obviously that's a terrible thing to do if we were like hard hitting journalists that wanted to give real information, but like. I just want to go by like you passing something and this being ridiculous. So I'm sure it's way worse in the actual article, but the article North Korea calls it irresponsible for countries that ignored coronavirus warnings to blame the WHO. <laughs> <laughs> and um, whether or not whether or not the sentiment is accurate, <laughs> I I find it ridiculous that. North Korea can talk about irresponsibility on any front, on any front at all. Like, what a ridiculous thing for North Korea to say. I mean, why even say it? Because, like, everybody else, you know that you're bullshitting. <laughs> everybody else knows it, too. The only people that don't know are people that don't even have any idea how other countries are responding to the... They don't even know, probably, about coronavirus. Yeah, oh, and
2: like, uh, they know. Because they've executed multiple people who uh suspected of having
0: it. I'm not talking about the government itself. I'm talking about the actual human beings.
2: Yeah, no, they put the, it on their state-run media that if you believe you have it uh, to come forward and you'll be treated mercifully, and then they kill them.
0: Well, I mean that's pretty merciful. At least they're not going to like prison camps and taking their whole, you know, like obviously you heard not- it here first, folks. Brandon loves statewide executions. If you're <laughs> set. Let's 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 be real. There is not there are, there are lots of things that are jokes, but that and that the North Korea. What's happening in North Korea is absolutely not one of them, and it's um, just a joke of the week. This is the joke of the <laughs> week because because I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like the North Korean people are to blame for this at all, but like. What a joke, you know what's also a joke that this was written by a news company, like if I ran a news company whatever I, whatever we said in there, my rule would be North Korea doesn't get a news story about them, yeah, you know, like especially with your when you're giving their information, so i yeah, what a joke <laughs> uh, the country the country that uh the country that has a leader that spent more on Patrone, then almost multiple different countries is gonna talk about irresponsibility yeah.
1: I mean first I of think all, that's the joke <laughs> if you're
0: gonna spend any amount if you're gonna spend a ton of money on on alcohol for real patrone like what <laughs> like you know like ah, what a what a what a freaking idiot and what a fool and luckily. This is not, look, and the thing is talking talking shit about North Korea is not politicizing anything because no. if you right, left, if you agree or like North Korea, you're a terrorist in my <laughs> mind, you know, and I don't feel like that is like, I'm not going out on any edges to say it, <laughs> you know? like yeah. yeah, you're right. That guy is terrible. But my favorite thing about Kim Jong-un is, is that when you take one of those little marshmallow bunnies- and you crush it. It looks like Kim Jong Un. <laughs> One of my favorite Kim Jong Un memes is when they're like, "If Kim Jong Un was actually skinny, he would look like an evil, like an evil mastermind from like Japan or something." But but because he's fat, it's just funny, man. <laughs> so what a joke, North Korea. You're all a joke. Uh, I don't really have much else to say about it. Do you?
2: Uh, no, I, mean, I think you covered it. I mean, covered you, it I mean, especially the point about you calling Dennis Rodman a terrorist. But- uh, <laughs> first of all,
0: first of all, that is the only part of North Korea that I love is Dennis Rodman. And I always found that my fantasy basketball team name will in my league that I started that you're in was uh, we had kind of polar opposites. You had a free Hong Kong as your team name, but my team name is and always will be Save Us Rodman because (laughs) he is the only thing keeping us from nuclear war. It's like, thank goodness you're there, Dennis Rodman. Can I just
2: say that I always wish that Dos Equis picked Dennis Rodman as the most interesting man in the world, especially after watching The Last Dance. The
0: dude has done everything.
2: You literally wouldn't have to make anything up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. honestly, like everyone kind of like thought like had these weird thoughts about Dennis Rodman after especially after watching the last dance. Like Dennis Rodman might be my favorite bull now.
0: I I don't always dye my hair, but when I do, <laughs> I drink Dos Equis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so all right. So uh we expect to see a couple of assassins on our door in the next couple days after talking about uh Chinese go uh, the Government and hey, then-
0: it's it's your responsibility as a listener to if either one of us gets murdered in like a weird capacity, send our story out there, bro. this ain't North Korea, this yeah. ain't China. We put out what we want, nobody tells us we can't except for each other, and we quite frequently say, nah, let's not talk about that, <laughs> but I'll tell you this: some little fat guy's not going to tell me what I can say and not say. <laughs> All right, so now it's time
2: to move into our pop culture segment. We continue our X-Men uh, discussion into part three. Today we're talking about Days of Future Past, great movie, Apocalypse, and Dark Phoenix.
0: I feel like you super, super undersold Days of Future Past being a great movie. The best. The best movie uh, in the X-Men trilogy. Yeah. No question. No and question. honestly,
2: just outside of like just talking about movies in general... One of the favorite movies I've seen in a long time. Like a great overall
0: movie. Right. It wasn't just because...
2: The acting, the writing, the performances,
0: everything. Well, it wasn't because, oh, this part was cool, or this part was cool, or I liked the way it ended, or whatever. It was just sold so well. And it was one of those that you got both sides. You got uh, Patrick Stewart and, uh, and... I Always forget this gentleman's name And he's such a James McElroy Yeah, James McElroy McAvoy McAvoy <laughs> McElroy, McAvoy <laughs> He's Professor X to me, bro yeah. He's young Professor X Perfect story What a great way to take everything that's happened before you And say, this was all crap Let's figure out how we can make the future not as terrible Um, <clears throat> But so awesome Peter Dinklage Wow. I mean, obviously, it was so well done. It was hard to find something bad to say about it. So yeah. I'm not going to say anything bad no, about it. No, there was nothing amazing. bad to say. There was and amazing. as
2: much as you love James McAvoy in that, McElroy. Michael Fa- <laughs> Fassbender, to me, is, just steals the show and everything he does. He is one of the best actors in the world right now. He, young Magneto.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was no question. It and. No question that he, Young Magneto, did such a fantastic job at, at that. Nothing to say. Nothing bad to say. Yeah. Number two, gotta be, uh, I would imagine the same for you, me Apocalypse. as you. Apocalypse. Yeah. Probably not. Uh, I mean, I would say that there's definitely a few that rank higher. It was, I love the incorporation of history. I love the origin of Storm. I love loved everything that Apocalypse kind of brought I feel like there was such a better way to do that movie though. You know, yeah. it was very
2: slow. My favorite make. part was uh Magneto finding out that he can control like the dirt and the earth. Yeah. Which I got it. like so obviously he's never taken a geology course. Because yes. I never movie number one, I'm like, oh, so he like everything's got metal in it.
0: Well, and you know, the the uh the whatever it is, he he like enhanced their power and like really showed yeah. them what they were capable of. So like obviously that's that's why, but like But it was more of a he just hadn't opened his mind. I mean, yeah. Xavier. Xavier showed him what he was able to do in first class, like for real, for real, able to do. And then, what is the guy's name? I don't even know. The blue guy. Um, uh, the b- uh, the beast, Beast Boy. No, know. no, the the actual bad guy. The. One that was brought
1: from I the think, dead. I thought his apocalypse. name was Apocalypse. Wasn't okay,
0: it? yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I was, you know, look it up. But the uh, the main villain. What a cool, what a cool villain. I just feel like it was just so slow. Like we could have gotten to way more storytelling, and with this apocalypse guy, a lot faster. But it's not. It's most certainly not in any way, shape, or form going to be one of the lower ranked movies for me, especially because of the last hour. How yeah. how cool I thought it was. Uh, and I'm a big Quicksilver guy, which is essentially Magneto's son, the, the speedster. I loved, and I love that actor, obviously.
2: So his official name was N. Sabineur, which, or Apocalypse. Apocalypse. But fun fact, you know, Oscar Isaac played him? I found that oh. out last
0: week. Yeah, Oscar Isaac from Star hmm. Wars played him. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he did a good job yeah, playing. Great I mean, job. again, we always talk about you can only do what you're asked to do. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't write the lines yeah. or anything. Uh, but yeah, like I loved because of Days of Future Past, you were introduced to Quicksilver or um, or Magneto's yeah. son, the speedster. But I love those sequences. Like it's one of the few things you don't get with speedsters a lot is the actual how they're feeling through the speed process. Like yeah. everything is slow and how he, he'll move the bullets, but he doesn't just move things and get everybody out of the way. He moves them in funny positions and like yeah. makes people punch themselves. Yeah. And
2: no, I love uh, Peter Maximoff's uh, portrayal of Quicksilver. Yes, he's great. Really, in the American really Horror good. Story. He's
0: great in here. Uh, just a great character. I mean, he's One Tree Hill, bro. That's Jack, dude. The guy that killed Q's brother. Spoiler alert! If you listen, if you're an o- oh. OJH guy, yeah. Yeah, 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 Jack, bro. So yeah. So now, obviously. We had a little bit of a different differing opinion on number on our third ranked of these three, and but it was no question the worst of these three movies, Dark Phoenix. You had a lot to Ugh. say about it. And it
2: was lazy. It yes. was Poor writing. Agreed. It was the acting was they you could the acting was not good for the talent that they
0: had. It was the Detroit Red Wings of the of the series. I can agree with I can agree with the acting was not as great as you would have liked it to be. But as I said to you in our disagreement on it was you can only do what you're asked to do. I get that. And and so, obviously. And yeah. so like we had some more di- but like I don't I don't I don't, don't want to make it seem like I'm sitting here defending Dark Phoenix because this movie was made in 2019. There is no excuse for making a bad movie. We you know what people want, you have the special effects to do it. You had a top notch acting class. Yeah. And I feel like it I mean, it's not gonna rank very high for me at all. Yeah. And it's, like I told you, it was obvious to me. Everyone involved
2: in this movie knew that this is the last one that was being done. They were fulfilling a conca- contractual obligation and they called it in. They phoned yeah. it in. It yeah. didn't good shit.
0: Yeah, I and I can I can I can absolutely agree with that. I think that it was, I mean, Sansa was just upset because how terrible Game of Thrones ended. Listen, (laughs) I love Sansa and Game of
2: Thrones. I love uh, Sophie Turner and Game of
0: Thrones. Her performance in this was not good. Yeah, that is one of the people that I can go to and say, because I like Sophie Turner. I think she's really good. And I think she was really, really good in the previous movies that we saw her in as, 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 uh, as Phoenix, as a young Jean Grey. Uh, but I am with you It's gonna rank very low On my to- overall rankings I don't think it's gonna rank lower Than X2 In my opinion oh, I, X2. Think, I think you're right X2 was bad You know yeah. Like it was bad bad Like it was no even Redeeming qualities
2: yeah. Like cause at least There was cool
0: fight yeah. scenes And stuff in the, in Dark Phoenix yeah.
2: so. And I will say that Throughout this now The last three movies we have He doesn't show up in them uh, Scott Summers Just horrible man I hate Cyclops man Me too Whether it's before the time, before the uh, the history was changed, the young Cyclops, old Cyclops, they're just all all of them. They're jerks,
0: and they try, and they like. I mean, I mean, the original Cyclops and like the young Cyclops. Like, I get like again. I'm not a big X-Men comic book reader, so like that may be he may have done the actor if the job was to get me to hate you while you think you're superior. Then you he killed it and like like he he
2: likes to think that his
0: power is like the best. His power. It's mediocre even, at best. You have gotta like turn on these things. You can't even open your eyes, dude. Yeah, like, like if he could control it, fine. But
2: the fact that he can't even like he has like it's on all the time. Yeah, it's just a, like if his brother has a better power, right? Havoc, dude. Oh, Havoc is amazing. Oh, yeah. And can I just say, from looking and going back a couple weeks ago from first class, uh, the character who could adapt to any situation, like he can turn into rock, stone. That the, I I do not like Colossus. Colossus was the that guy that
0: name? goes steel or whatever.
2: No, no. Colossus just goes steel. I'm talking about in first class, uh, the Darwin. I mean, he is an Omega class mutant that was killed right away. His power is one of the strongest powers, and I don't like the way they killed him because his body would adapt to the energy inside of him and change to that. You yeah. could throw him onto any planet in the, in the universe, and he would adapt to that planet.
0: I love the actor that played him. Yeah, though. he like, got a short. She got he got shafted for sure.
2: Yeah, what a great actor, and the fact that they just threw away an Omega class uh, mutant like that is crazy. Um, but yeah, so I think that just about wraps up. Uh, our
0: part three of X Men discussion, unless you had anything to add. Nothing to add, man. I'm we still got. I don't. and uh, We haven't. I haven't watched Deadpool, Logan, or Deadpool Two. So even like, for once, one time, never. never oh seen wow! I've never seen. It. seen I've him.
2: seen them before. I'm gonna watch them again. But their Deadpool's are so good. Logan is good, it. decent. I mean, it's a meet, yeah, It's a good. Movie. I heard it was a
0: good ending to his story. I heard it wasn't in itself like a great, fantastic. Yeah, movie
2: it's anymore. a good roundup. Uh, you know, for you know Hugh Jackman wanting to just end it. So,
0: uh, I'll make our, sure I do my homework. Yeah, I mean our homework. You always got homework for me and stuff, dude. It's like usually it's just watching movies or TV shows. Um, okay. So we were gonna do a question from the internet and we were gonna do it this or that, but we knew it was gonna be super long. So I saw this online last night, and I just wanted to see where you were sitting on it. And people at home, tell us how you're sitting on this, man. How many shacks in their prime would it take to kill a silverback gorilla? And there is no wrong answer because we're never going to be able to multiply prime shacks.
2: There is a wrong answer, and it's the answer I originally gave you when yes. I first heard it this was question. a bad answer. Yeah, but I, was, I wasn't going to yeah. judge you. I was my original answer was three because yeah. I, in my head I was like, oh, I don't know if he's fighting back. One to take, you know, one to distract, one to take the legs, one to take the arms. But then I'm
0: like, then what do you do once you get him in that position? But but I would like to see a shack hold one leg. Of a one-legged yeah. gorilla. You know, not possible. Yeah. So mind. there's a couple factors that go into this. Yes.
2: A, gorillas are known that they are intimidated by size. So the question is. That
0: is the biggest answer.
2: Yes. yes. When he, if he isn't now, if he's, if the gorilla is in a bloodlust, then it doesn't matter. But if it's a standard gorilla, he's going to see Shaq and he's going to say not today. Let I, me, especially let me, if he sees a multiple Shacks. Let
0: me clarify for some folks that may not know. Uh, when we're saying when he, if he's in a bloodlust, it is meaning that there are no external factors, it's killer be killed. Yeah. Okay? So it's like a They're in a cage So match. we're going to we're going to uh, we're going to assume through this is both parties are not afraid to die. Okay? Yeah. But even so, neither parties have additional if, if if Shaq is not on like some sort of like, meth or, like, something, PCP, something that, like, makes him not feel pain, I feel like there is the only right answer is enough shacks to be able to lay on top of that gorilla so he cannot get up. And I don't know what the actual answer that is. I'm gonna it's say thirty three. Like, yeah, it's got to be a lot though. But like, see, the thing is, like, you got to then be able to just go up and lay on that gorilla, and that's not happening. I, a I a said, lot of
2: sacrifices.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're gonna they're gonna have to shack up with one another and come up with a plan. <laughs> No, but I, I like just thinking about it, and then like when I started talking to you about it, like I he- I heard what you were saying, but like if e- you have to have like a coordinated plan because yeah. like all it takes is like one throat punch, yeah. And the the thirty seconds after I said it, I realized that's too little. It's way and, too yeah. Yeah, you know, I think that just thinking about it, like thirty, like I don't know, I
2: picked thirty three. I think
0: that's a solid number. I would s- maybe as low as twenty five. I would say Shaq in his prime was is probably he was he was more fit in his prime. I would say he could weigh no more than three hundred and fifty pounds, four hundred pounds maybe.
2: Uh, in the early two thousands, um, right before he started getting out of weight, he was three hundred and seventy pounds. And I may have overshot what I told you. Um, I'm sorry. That was in, 2000, 2000, in 2003, thousand three two thousand four. Uh, that was when he, they say, he expanded outward like a helium balloon. Yeah, so, so he came, so him. about two ninety. Okay,
0: so a male gorilla, a male silverback gorilla, obviously much larger than females, can weigh anywhere from four hundred pounds yeah. to and come up to six feet tall. So, so both, obviously that's yeah. not seven feet, but and Shaq was all muscle at, he when he was, was in prime, exactly. But so. 400 pounds of all muscle. They say the average silverback gorilla is about 10 times stronger than the world's strongest man. That is absurd. So like the world's strongest man, we're talking funny. We're We're talking talking about a
2: half Thor Julius Bronson.
0: Right. We're not talking about like, oh, that guy's really strong and he can lift a lot. Like it's their whole nature. And so the biggest gorilla on record, because Shaq is essentially one of the biggest people on record. The oh, what an idiot way to put this to me. Uh, So it put it in freaking kilograms. Like, what do I look like a European?
2: (laughs) (laughs) To let's use Half Thor as the one of the largest humans. Yes, at six foot
0: nine, four hundred and fifty pounds. Okay, while a silverback gorilla is about four hundred pounds, he can climb up a tree with his feet. You know, like what I'm saying. Like his, he's got four arms that you got to contend with. So I just feel like. Those big, even Shaq in his prime, while being athletic for a guy his size, he's in no way the athlete that a silverback gorilla is. So I feel like 33 has to be that barometer. Like it's got to be at least this. Yeah. Because all it takes is, I mean, once you kill one of them, yeah. one of the shacks and you're <laughs> sacrificing at least 15 20 there's, there's 15 there's yeah at very least like maybe early 32 on, and early there's just one on. coming out there's yeah. so many sacrifices that they're putting <laughs> putting up so um so yeah so what a fu- what an interesting question though cuz like you think about it and you're like oh this and this but like even 10 meaning even 10 people and the when when we were reading up a little bit on it 10 people having the strength of 10 men doesn't mean that You then would be able to take 10 men and like take the hand, take that hand off of their throat. Like that gorilla is gonna kill you, (laughs) you know, and then he's gonna move on to the next one of you. You have the only way to actually stop them from killing one of the shacks is like the other shack has to distract them and then get killed yeah. themselves. Now, What would that number go up to if we're talking like Gorilla Grodd,
2: who has like critical thinking, not his, not his, uh, not mind- his, <laughs> I was like, not his mind control. I was like literally
0: everybody <laughs> no, ever,
2: but Gorilla Grodd with his critical thinking skills, his strength, because he's larger and stronger than the average apes I'm thinking then like
0: eighty. He. He, Gorilla Grodd made short
2: work of The Flash. Everyone makes short work of The Flash until <laughs> until he, like, figures out what he has to do.
0: So I would say 500, 600? Yeah. have to be, you know? like, And that's just, like, wave after wave of, like... I just say I would say even 500, 600. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say that would be enough. I would say it had to be, like, at least up to Do the you think all these people. shacks are rolling up in Buicks that are way too small for him? For sure. Yeah. No question. But he
2: gets out acting like they, he totally fit. <laughs> and he's, and, like, squeezing out.
0: Well, and so... and. He actually, the Gorilla, gorilla Grodd or the Silverback Gorilla is actually going to have Charles Barkley on their team. So uh. He's not even going to do any fighting. He's a hype he's man. Just gonna, yeah, he's just going to <laughs> smack talk Shaq the whole time. He'd be like, well, at least I got an MVP. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's uh. move into what are you. So the answer was 33, I believe we agreed on, right? Uh, that was what I said the minimum was. I would say have to be for me. Me saying it, I would say there's no way that it would be less than 150. That I would say for just a regular gorilla. No, maybe 100. Okay, because like I feel like they're both bloodlusted, so they're all going to come. Maybe 100's too much. 70 shacks in their prime. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. So let's move into what are you binging? And recently, I started this so that we could talk about it eventually on the podcast. A long time ago, I started watching the Arrowverse. Um, i am got back into it now. I'm currently on season one of The Flash, season three of The Arrow. And as much as I love it, it's becoming a pain in the ass because I'm watching it in the order of release, which yeah. means I'm watching this episode of The Arrow. then yes. go into The Flash, which on Netflix is easy, which, by the way, when I was looking at how to watch it, Netflix was the last place I checked. Mm-hmm. So I looked on DC Universe, Amazon. I checked everything. I'm like, how do I watch this? I've tried to even on <laughs> the CW app. And I was like, what about Netflix? I was like, oh, it's all on They're Netflix. literally all on Netflix. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, And they come in pretty quick. I was a big I think I got through about 5 seasons of the Arrow and then I had gotten through about 5 seasons of the Flash and I've gotten through about 2 seasons of Legends and then like uh, like a f- like 4 or 5 seasons of Supergirl. So I was pretty far in but you had talked about restarting it. And so I was like, fine, I'll just restart it because it's too much to remember. So me and Stephanie have been watching a little bit too. We're about five episodes into I love The The Flash. The Flash is so much better than The Arrow. The Flash is even, look, the first season of The Arrow is one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. No question. But like The Flash blows it out of the water. Like Even on the boring seasons of The Flash, it's so, because you know, you know my thought process, the reason I love. The Flash so much is because of super speed. I think yeah. it's such a uh, such a dynamic super. And ride. as
2: someone who's read the comics, it's cool because I'm like seeing like I see like for example Eddie like you've you probably caught up this far like yeah, in the original Eddie. Watch. Yeah. like Eddie Thawne like I know it's like oh he's a ancestor of of Reverse Flash. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way, Eobard. Yeah, and I'm and I'm like and I'm like I'm pretty sure Doctor Wells is Eobard. But, but we can't. But solicitor.
0: let's not let's not sell short. Like obviously great acting in the Arrow, but let's not sell short what is it? Grant Gustin or something like that. The, the flash, the guy, Barry, Barry yes, Allen. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the guy that plays Harrison Wells, they are so good yeah. and they have so many good actors in Cisco and, um, and you know, what's the girl's name? She's Iris, Iris. And she, not, not, no, not his girlfriend's oh, uh,
2: sister sister, uh, uh, the doctor. Yes. Caitlin the- Caitlin. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. So such good actors in there. Well, where it. I've seen some like behind the scenes of like, them doing filming of it and like when he spins his arms like it's so funny because (laughs) it's like without the special effects and so it's just him he's like all right (laughs)
2: <laughs> like watching this, like uh, Michael Jordan film Space Jam, He's exactly playing green screens, exactly, exactly. But yeah, so what about you, buddy?
0: Uh Bosch season six, baby. I had to throw this in there because I know you had already got a what are you binging Bosch in there. So season six is out now. Yeah, you catch up. Boom, ah, yeah. oh, dude, I think so I'm good. on four because I made Stephanie watch it through, watch it through with me. Not made. I mean Bosch is amazing, and so like we watched through watched through it, and finally we get to season six, and I was like, all right, well you can't ask me any more questions because i've seen what you're seeing i've never seen season six so super dope by season six but also binging your boy went ahead and pulled the trigger as a former hbo now uh, owner hbo max is coming out so snatched it up dude 12 bucks a month i feel like there ain't no way so and because freaking amazon prime because hbo max is coming out had Treme wasn't on there before, anymore so I you know I had gotten Stephanie four or five episodes into Treme and then like boom it cuts off like so like I couldn't do that to her man yeah.
2: like
1: <laughs> so yeah
2: uh, I'm definitely gonna be getting or I might just use yours yeah just use mine yeah uh but the Snyder cut of the Justice League which is supposed to be like four hours long is coming out it's got uh, it's got uh, Green Lantern in it. It's got Hawkman. I think uh, I cannot. I'm so excited because I'm a decent Wait, a hold guy. on, hold on,
0: hold on. We, I said use mine. I didn't mean that HBO. Nobody uses my account. <laughs> That's illegal,
2: bro. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll bleep that. I'll censor <laughs> <Beep>. that. <out. laughs> um, but yeah. So I've been also binge drinking, and my mom got it at. uh the beer store for me. Uh, some Yeehaw Dunkel, one of my favorite dark beers. Yeah. And she got two six-pack of the Tall Boys, and so I've just been enjoying those, been switching back between those and the peanut butter milk stouts. Ooh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, uh, I've been binging. Um, obviously, we've you know, we been grilling and stuff, so I made some, to bring up last week, Fruit pan- Punch Panty Dropper this time, where it was, instead of the cans of pink lemonade concentrate, it was, all they had was Fruit Punch, So I was like, dope, sounds good. But, had some you know, having some King Cobras, dude. Just yeah. you know, just kick it. I'm telling you, you feel pretty cool drinking a 40 of King Cobra out of a paper bag, dude. I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying, it feels pretty dope. Yeah. I think because uh, we're gonna make yaks piss for my birthday party. We're
2: gonna have to do Edward 40 hands. We're doing the great American drinking tour. We'll see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But there is no benefit to doing stuff like that anymore, you know, like because <laughs> now like basically we're just going to get shredded and we're yeah. not going to even have fun. And then we're going to wake up feeling like crap. <laughs> but I did Be- get a sweet sauce kit for those of you that
2: know it's oh, like a yeah, cornhole yeah, yeah. for
0: hockey. So I'm real excited for those to come in. Yeah, they they shouted us out too, man. Yeah. They came and commented on our photo and I've been, you know. You've helped me out. You kind of pushed me into it, but we've been we've been trying to be more active on the Instagram. Yeah. And I've been uh, and you've obviously posted some stuff, but I've been doing my part more too. It's oh, and for those of you that know me, I'm just not a big social media guy. Like yeah. it's hard for me to get into it. I don't think about it. I don't you know like because there's only one opinion on earth I care about. But well, two opinions: my mom's and my <laughs> own. You know. <laughs> Uh, But no, but in all seriousness, I've been trying to get better at it. I mean, I think I've been doing okay. You've been doing okay. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: But all right. So it's time to move into what's snapping your
0: stick. Uh,
2: I'll start us off, and that is too many damn commercials and breaks in pro sports when you're watching on TV.
0: The amount of commercials on TV, they're too damn high.
2: (laughs) I remember about two years ago, I was sitting there watching Sunday Ticket, or at this time, I didn't have Sunday Ticket. I was just watching the game. Um and I was like, man, there's a lot of commercials. So the next game, Red yeah, this is before then. Uh, well, because I was visiting my parents and they didn't have it at the time.
0: So that's a crime <laughs> against humanity.
2: Uh, so Same. I uh, used my phone and I counted. I had uh, two different timers going: one to time the commercials and one to time the game. And it was so he- like there was so many commercials. Yeah. It was got ridiculous. It's like they score commercial, they kick off commercial.
0: Well, and then they they kick off and they. Go to the commercial, and then they have a you know break or something. Yeah. and then there's another commercial. It is it is absolutely absurd. I uh, I, mean, I get it. They get their money from TV contracts and stuff. But there needs but to like, be a
2: happy medium, you know, for the c- for the consumer and for. The uh the the
0: corporations that well the give them problem money. the problem with that comes like I would just rather you just put the advertisement like on the field yeah them, or like baseball does when they have it like running behind yeah. and they just sell those honestly spots. I
2: still like, like I have no problem with them selling jersey space to commercial to, to corporations either. like
0: it's not like this isn't already commercialized like, yeah we're not like oh my god these these American pro sports want to act like they're so um. high
2: and mighty like oh we don't want to sacrifice the uh, the game it's like what are you talking that's about that's
0: look what we get for when we get when we. We want to watch some soccer what we get from that is we get to watch an hour and a half of sports and about 30 minutes of commercials but only because of halftime yeah and like what we have to pay for that is like a AI- having to see aig under yeah. our team name like yeah. i don't care and
2: like, when you think about it, like my favorite team are the red devils when i watch manchester united game it doesn't bo- like at no point no. have i ever said oh it bothers me they have aig on their, their <sighs> jersey
0: because it doesn't matter because we're not you know people are like the people that are commercialized and tricked into commercialization are already tricked into commercialization yeah. through the, through the, uh, the commercials in itself. So I am 100% percent am with you. There's gotta be a better way that you guys can make billions of dollars to show us football. And, and what happens is that actually why we're not actually going to games is because not that I don't go to games or anything, but like <laughs> why a lot of people are not going to games is like, well i mean that game is just as long we don't have we don't get to watch the commercials or we don't get to go get up and get a cheap beer from the fridge or go to the bathroom and not have to wait in a thousand lines like they're too long two games are too long and that's that's a problem that's a massive problem we're having and it's just so you can show us and it's not like there's new commercials on every like we're watching the same six commercials like yeah as a preds fan
2: how many times do we watch the pk uh bridgestone yeah like or the uh the olympic archer shooting the wheel the tire right.
0: like you haven't driven this into our heads enough like dude we are already subconsciously thinking about bridgestone dude yeah. like fees we walked, or no fees right we walked in <laughs> we walked into this this arena that is called bridgestone arena like yeah went right next to it. a bridgestone skyscraper right. <laughs> right like yes absolutely great call great call uh my sports Obvious flops that aren't appropriately punished. And this is in pro sports. I'm of the thought process. People hate flops. I'm of the thought process of if it's a part of the game and you can get away with it and it can advance your team and make your, make your, get you what you need. Go for it, bro. But when we start getting into messing with people's money and a guy gets a foul or gets a technical or gets, you know, kicked out of the game and they're while they they should never be changed. The game should be the way the game is. But after the fact is that like when we're able to see you were not touched and you flew back and you screamed and you cried and soccer is one of the worst things for this It's like they do it because it works. It's not because, yeah. so like what you have to do as a league is like, if you're letting me do this, I'm going to do it because that's the game. Like I want to win, you know, and so like if it's not illegal, then it's legal in my in my opinion. There's no unwritten rules. You can't do this or you can't do that. So when a so what a league has to do is they have to take onus on that. They have to take ownership of this problem that this real problem in their sport and they don't do it. I mean, James Harden's one of the worst, and I say one of the worst, one of the best. You can get a foul for for faking something, then do it. But James Harden ain't messing with his money. If you find him ten thousand dollars for fake flopping, that's ten thousand dollars that don't go to the local economy and the strippers. Okay, (laughs) so so that's all I'm saying. Like I'm not. I I I think people misappropriate their their being mad. I can't believe James Harden flopped. No, why don't you? Why can't you believe that Adam Silver hasn't done anything about yeah. it flopping? That that if it, if it works, why not do it? I yeah. want James Harden wants to win. You know, Russell Westbrook wants to win. All these guys want to win. LeBron wants to win. So, like, if it's not against the rules, then it is a part of the rules. It's part of the game. And yeah. so, so since referees and umpires are subject to normal. You know, they're people, they're not going to see everything, they're not going to see everything that happened, and we can, it's, it's super easy to show a replay a hundred times in slow motion to show, like, see, it's very clear that he <laughs> never touched him, but, like, in we real know. time, in real time, he never touched him, Is like, they're this close, bro, yeah. like, <laughs> you
2: know, like, yeah. People so, using instant replay as evidence for like things we, that'll be a different rant for right. me because it's like yeah dude when you slow anything down it see it's different than in full speed
0: exactly like I we're not all the flash that. so that's my that's my uh, what I what snaps my stick is that is that it, it, the people that shit about flopping are not putting the own uh, putting the ownership where it, it belongs yeah. which is the people that make the rules and make decisions (laughs) in my opinion so now moving
2: on to my non-sports so this one is kind of hard to explain and i'm not going to get political because usually this issue comes from political arguments that i have but people not realizing that wanting to fix a problem also means you have to fix what causes that problem right so say and i'm just and i'm not political i'm just going to say i'm going to use the post the the u.s postal service for example when i say that the the fact that you know we need to fix the postal service and like well you know, there the, there's this issue because of this. I'm like, yeah, I, I know. Right,
0: We if you fix A, <laughs> then it, it helps fix B. Yeah,
2: like, yes. I get it. Like And people are always like, well, you can't do that because of this. Okay, well, my problem stems from that, <laughs> so let's fix that problem. Like, yes, I understand yeah. that. It, fixing problems, especially in the world we live in today, is not yes. as easy as snap. If you just,
0: oh, I fixed this and this is fixed. No, yeah, I get it.
2: I agree. It, it, all problems stem because some asshole decided... Oh, I can make a couple extra dollars on this stock. Let me uh, change this law. Right. Well, yeah. Let's go back and let's change it. And I and everyone's like, "Well, we can't do that. Nobody will vote for it." I get that. When I'm saying let's fix problems, I'm I'm not I'm not a I'm not Doctor Manhattan. I can't just fix problems with the snap of my fingers. I'm saying
0: let's fix this problem, which means let's fix this, let's fix this, let's fix this. If you don't, and there's a complete difference in like I don't believe that this needs to be fixed, as opposed to well, we just can't do that. Like. What do you mean we can't do it? All problems can be fixed. Yeah. Like if we fix It'll the take correct time. portion. Right. Like it's not, every nothing's going to be perfect, but like you're saying that no problem, since no problem, you know, you can't address the yeah. root cause that we shouldn't work on fixing problems. Yeah. That's stupid. And not to get political, but like, and what, what I find this a lot,
2: um, and I'm not going to say what side I'm on, the argument I'm on this, but people say, and I'll say, let's fix the welfare system. People say, oh, well you can't because this happens. Yeah, I know that's right. one of the issues. Let's, let's fix let, the let, problem. Let's fix the problem, and guess what? The problem we have down here won't be occurring. Right. Like right. It, it. We've been. I mean, we've been a country now for almost 200 years.
0: The problems are more than just one problem. It's a. It's a bullet it's point. of th- problems. It's a staircase of problems. Yeah. So like if I can, I can polish up the the top step all we want, but if the bottom step is still creaking and I'm going to yeah. step through it, it doesn't help it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's not, and see like, that the thing is everybody and the people that try to do this, that try to politicize arguments like this is like, you're, uh, you're what we like to call on the fringe of both sides. Like both parties have this. There are people that are rational that get like, I may not agree with like how you want to get to point A to point B, but like, I agree that we need to be at point B. Yeah. Like, this is the route I want to take. And this is the route I want to take. Like, That's a better conversation than, oh, we can't get there. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the problem with the with the internet is and i said it earlier the squeaky wheel is going to get the grease everybody is going to get blamed for one jerk over here you know one one blue-haired person that thinks everybody is racist and say you know you're a racist and then another guy over here that believes in the Ku klux klan like (laughs) that's not descriptive of life you know like that's not the real life that we live in we know i mean especially here in tennessee we know people on the left side of the fence and we know people on the right side of the fence. Usually within our own family. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, like, and we'll all have discussions and real discussion because like we all want to get to the same place. It's not like I want a, bu- you know, you want a bunch of people starving and I don't want people starving. Like we all want people to be fed, but we have differences of how to get there. And so that's really been lost in this country is like, can we just, it's not a, just an agree to disagree. It's like, Let's talk about real problems that we have and how you think we should get there because your opinion is just as valuable as my opinion. I may not agree with it. I may not – after our conversation, I may not be convinced and switch to it. But we we have a real real problem in this country of – I usually will try to ask people if I'm going to discuss something with them is what can I say? That will change your mind. And if the answer to that question is nothing, then I don't want to have the conversation with you. You know, like we all believe that we can have our mind changed. And so great, great example. And it's and it's one of those things that some people will try to make that political if they heard what's something that you said and said, oh, well, he must be a liberal. Oh, he must be a mega conservative, alt-right conservative. Like, no, you you are the problem, not the solution. Like that's that's what a great one. Uh, Mine is kind of in the same arena, but it's again, it's one of those things that kind of go towards both areas. It's not it's not about a left or a right type of situation. People that don't realize they're sharing and complaining about obvious satire, you know, (laughs) like and it is so bad that it is it is there is literally an entire subreddit on uh, on Reddit. Obviously, (laughs) Uh, there's entire. It's called ate the onion and like the onion is onion is one of those things that has been around for a long time. That yeah. is not and some would say it's probably more left leaning than anything, but it's not leaning anyway. Like they've made they make they fun, make fun, of, fun everybody. of everybody. And so like when you take to heart and you don't do like, you're just sharing this cause you saw the headline and like you think that you're making a good point, but all your good points are lost. By you sharing something that is on their website yeah. says it's satirical. Like, look, if you don't know what satirical is, please, 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 for my benefit, for your benefit, for everybody you know's benefit. Look up that word, because like, this is this Something is tells becoming, me if they don't know what satirical means, and they won't understand the definition as well. That's fine, but at least
2: they've Unless looked it Unless you're like up.
0: 12, and it's like a new word. Yes, exactly. I mean, it, it it is it is becoming a real burden to to society at this point, that we are having to, every time that the Onion says that... Obama ate up every chicken nugget, you know, in in <laughs> McDonald's and that's why there's no more Mcchicken nuggets or Mcribs or whatever. Like it's becoming a burden for people to have to like tell you like this is satire. Satire and satirical news is not what is traditionally or or I said traditionally more recently been called fake news. That means you are the, an, an article is lying to you. CNN's lying or Fox News is lying. Satirical is taking a subject and expounding on the crazy, and, yeah. the, and the John wild
2: Stewart or and, you know, yes. yeah, like John Stewart, like The Daily Show. That 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 originated with satirical news. One of the reasons mm-hmm. why I kind of stopped watching The Daily Show was because it stopped being satirical. It started being more real. It's like, dude, I
0: I, I don't s- want to watch news. Like when I wake know? up,
2: I get a cup of coffee. I watch I watch CNN. I don't want to. Then at seven thirty at night, when I'm about to go to bed, watch more news, depressing news. I want to watch something funny,
0: right? I want you to talk about things that are really happening that you're making hilarious. You know, yeah. like yeah. So, which so is why I love
2: John Oliver. John Oliver is hilarious on HBO. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But all right. So I think that about wraps up. But I do. I, I would kick myself if I don't use this drop. So I do want to talk about one of my favorite uh, stand-up comedians is Bert Kreischer. So I got to ask you, who do you find is one of the most funniest stand-up comedians? Hitler is funny.
0: you yeah we're i I, i'm i'm okay with that being a drop of ours i'm it's funny it's funny with the world we live in today we've kind of talked about it i kind of talked about it i'm gonna we're gonna need to be heavily sure that it's not just flown into me sounding like because that that whole drop came from I'm not saying Hitler is funny, <laughs> and like this is the world we live in now, where you can just cut out what I said at first and said Hitler's funny. So, yeah, because I mean, everyone hilarious. knows what you says about IKEA stores advocating for masturbation inside of IKEA.
2: <laughs> that one's accurate. I'm not going to defend myself on that one. <laughs> I do need to figure. There's a little crackling at the beginning, so I got to figure that out. But yeah. we just mean no. I need a better cord for that. No, but
0: you know, and that's that. That is. Obviously, my favorite <laughs> drop.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, learn anything
2: good today, man? Oh, uh, man. We always do this. And I always think, uh, I learned that, uh, yeah, it takes about, uh, almost a hundred shacks to beat a gorilla.
0: Well, I mean, we don't, we'll never know. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. What I learned is you, uh, I'm, I'm beating you to Bosch season six, bro. So, well, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys, it was great talking to you this week It's been a long episode, we hope you enjoyed it Uh, Thank you for Kale Beck For joining us, we'll see you guys next week I hope you guys enjoyed our wide receiver Fantasy rankings, which came out On Tuesday, Uh, and we will uh, See you guys later
1: Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast, to see what other Ridiculousness the guys are up to Check them out on Twitter and Instagram At PucksOutPod